Hey everybody, welcome to episode 121 of Video Game Apocalypse. This podcast is now old enough to drink after it turns 100. That was a joke? That's how it works, right? Yes. <laughs> you turn 100 and then you have to wait till you're 21 again to yeah, drink. Yeah, you've, you've prestiged that life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're back to year zero. You're a baby as far as the state is concerned. Mm-hmm. You, can, you, you have to stop driving until you're 116. Uh. And then when you're 121, you can have your first beer again. At 256, you get to the kill screen. <laughs> yes, yes. Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Michael Raparez. I'm your host. Who else is here with me? Ah, Christopher Atista. And Dave Rudden. And joining us for only the second time, special guest... Heidi Kemp's. Heidi Kemp's. Hi. Hi. Hi, how's it going? So, it's going to be an interesting show. Oh, uh, it's very sad news this week, which... Mm. We'll get to in the second half. But it's all Dave's fault. Heidi yes, it is. came it up is. with a good idea that made that information not important. Uh, <laughs> I, no. I wouldn't say that. No, no, it's just like... But it is, it is a good idea. We talked about doing a top five on a lot of stuff, but it's like kind of a bummer and like there's a better... There's probably a better yeah. way to talk about it without uh, ladies singing numbers in between. <laughs> you, you don't think this is somber enough? Number five. <laughs> <laughs> that great radio quality voice. Number five. Uh, the relatives I want to left behind. Oh. <laughs> but oh, so yeah, you did pitch this to us, Heidi. Yeah. Do you, do you want to introduce it? So uh, since Evo is this week, Indeed. and I am heading over there, it should be a very fun time. Um, I decided to pitch something about fighting games, and I was thinking, well, what's an angle of fighting games that we haven't really covered? Mm-hmm. And Basically, I was thinking of an excuse for me to talk about one of the games on this list, but it turns out that there are a lot of other games that fit the criteria I was thinking of. So this is the top five fighting games that never got past number two. Yes. Uh, it nice. was it was the early to mid-90s. Every game got itself a sequel. It was yeah. almost guaranteed. All you had to do was have fighting in it. So now Ballerina to Shinden got two. Clay Fighter yeah. got like five. Oh, God. <laughs> And if I, I if I can tar myself as a filthy casual for a mm-hmm. second, when you first approached me about this, Heidi, you said uh, maybe we can do fighting games for Evo, and I thought you meant like literally fighting games for Evo, and it's just like that that combination of topics just oh makes my skin crawl <laughs> because fighting games have gotten so goddamn technical yeah. in the well, last few years, and Evo is a big part of why. Well, I, is there a wild card this year? What do you mean a wild card? Don't they card? usually pick like a weird one to play that people vote on? Like last year was Smash Brothers. And... Well, Smash is kind of in the whole, you know. But it was like Smash Melee or something. Yeah, like Melee Melee's in there. There wasn't a wild card this year because they had nine main games and okay. they have like another. Uh, they have a little side tournament called Animevo, which is all the quote unquote anime games. Oh, like yeah. Jay's All Stars and ah uh, no stuff like uh, Arcana Heart and Undernight God, Inbirth yeah. and uh, a lot but of stuff you haven't heard of. I have an issue with a lot of fighting games because uh, just because they they operate as if you know everything about it and you're willing to go dig into frame mm-hmm. data and know what a cancel is and like only when I played like Killer Instinct I'm like. No game has ever explained what any of this shit is. You only hear about it while you're playing fighting games with other people. Uh, Virtua Fighter 4 did. Virtua Fighter 4, maybe Virtua Fighter 4 did. Actually, Virtua Fighter 4 Evo, if I may be specific. Evo! Ah, <laughs> nice. uh, but, like, I don't, think, I don't think it does a good enough job in appealing to people who aren't already invested in fighting games. Almost all fighting games are like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wish they did, and they don't yeah. do that for us now, and it's like... I'm, if, like, I, I somehow became uh, PlayStation, the official magazine's go-to reviewer for Blaze Blue games. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
And I I like those games a lot, mm-hmm. but every time I played them, it's like I feel like there is a ton of hidden depth yeah, that I'm not, I don't I'm not only not seeing, but mm-hmm. I'm not qualified to see. Yeah. And yeah. so I'd always say like, you know, maybe you don't want me reviewing this because I'm not a hardcore fighter. I don't know how to do half this shit. I love watching them. Yeah, it's still a lot of fun. Are they still? Hopefully, they're not using Street Fighter in all the fucking training room stage again. Like, show the pretty game. <laughs> Show the pretty game. Well, the, the problem is some of the other stages cause lag. And, of course, you know, these ah, people are mm-hmm. super ah. frame-specific, so... Even on the PC? Play on the PC. Enough of this Xbox stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, thanks for the <laughs> PS4 port, Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I automatically got sensitive to that. That has yeah. nothing to do with it. Capcom, <laughs> Antista. Jesus Christ. Yes, I have nothing to do with it. So let's let's uh, jump in with... The, these actually, are all... actually, it's more like Sony. I'm sorry, Capcom. It yeah. is. Yes. But what what you, what sold me on these is that, uh, number one, the, the concept is really interesting. Yeah. And number two, these are all old games that I get to be nostalgic Yay! about. Yay! We all get to be nostalgic about because this is this is all stuff that was big when I was a huge weeaboo in college. I, no, I think the fighting games have retreated into its own ass to such an extent we don't get cool new fighting games like the ones we're going to talk about. And I, mm-hmm. I wish there was a world where weirdo fighting, more weirdo yeah. fighting games existed. Well, we probably won't get sequels to any of the ones we're going to talk nope. about, which is a damn shame because let's start with... Number five! This channel got to be better for you! Yay. I know you know this one, Dave. It's <laughs> a toe ball. I yes, guess. Dave just noticeably perked up. It's I know. adorable. Dave gets oh. to talk about toe ball again! Yay! Yay. So this I one, talk about toe ball every day. This one never business. actually came to the States. So, no. yeah, that so was sad. a very popular import. Yep. Oh, yes. It was why I modded my PlayStation. It was probably yeah. the best, as we said before on the show, probably the best looking PlayStation 1 game, period. Toe yeah. ball number two? Yes. Specifically? Yeah. Absolutely. Which, really? uh, it, it's sort of ironic because people... Were people slammed Toe Ball number one because mm-hmm. it was like it looked like the Dire Straits money for nothing <laughs> characters yeah. in a video yeah, game. Yeah, it was it was you know uh, flats, no no textures. The, yeah. they look like you know slightly better looking Virtua Fighter one characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like a lawnmower man standing on a little square. But mm-hmm. like the trade off was it, the game moved super smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and it, you kind of needed it because it was a pretty complex game. Like unlike. Pretty much every other "quote unquote" 3D fighter. This one, you you, you moved in in 3D, yeah, like yeah, you pressing 3D. up, you moved towards like the background, for, like down t- towards the camera, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And um, a it, lot of the moves seem to revolve around uh, grabbing enemies' arms and then yeah. kicking them in the shins repeatedly, mm. or like you, you could you could actually like chain. Yeah, I uh, think some of it sounded together. like this. Is it, was that a taunt where he's squeezing a rubber duck in his face? Yes. <laughs> I think that was just some enemy being kicked repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. But I, also, I just love the music. That in oh, the, such the, great music. The quest dungeon mode. Mm. It sounds like... It's the same drum line from yeah. Super Mario. So both Tobal games, the quest modes were so great. Mm-hmm. Like no one had really done that in, in mm. a fighting game before. Correct me if I'm wrong, Heidi, but like it's something where beyond just playing through eight guys in a row, yeah, this is like you're going through dungeons and att- and fighting. You had, like, some weird 16-bit games, like, I don't know, Doomsday Warrior, where you could fight them and, <laughs> oh, like, wow. you get a special move or some something mm-hmm. like that, but nothing quite like quest mode. It's yeah. it's how I got the most out of the game, uh, yeah. Toeball number one, at least. And uh, Toeball 2, it added a feature in that you could, if you threw a, a certain gem at 
an enemy when it had like basically like Pokemon uh, with only just like a sliver of health left, mm-hmm. you would capture it and then you could use it in versus mode. So technically, this game had like well over two hundred characters yeah. that you could fight as, and I was like, I, I was always dumbfounded that if you this was back in the day where if you put two hundred characters. On the box, mm-hmm. that would sell tons of copies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this was, this was back in the day where it's like, well, this fighting game has 60 characters. This one has 20. I'm going to get Some the of them 20. have unique hats. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was so well, nuts over Tekken, and like half, it's like the, half the roster is just the first half copied. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a video of like on, on YouTube of all the characters in Tobol number 2. Yeah. And it's right, it's just Tobol 2. Yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy to watch because, like, oh, here's... Uh, this character fighting a skeleton. Now here's uh, mm. uh, some sort of ra- uh, banshee fighting a giant rat. Yeah, uh, chocobos. Yeah, here's, yeah. The the, the man sized rat is fighting a though. unity yeah. asset, <laughs> <laughs> more or less. Uh, and this game also yeah. added projectiles, which was, was big. And it, and it was a trade off because you could throw projectiles, which were banned in the first Toeball tournament. That's the story that they're going with. Um, <laughs> But anytime is you do that, a project, that's the canonical reason they didn't exist. Yeah. They were banned in the original Tobol Evo. I think so. Mm. Um, but anytime you use a projectile, it saps your own health, so you've got to like Ooh. think about it. Mm. And like the longer you charge it, the more it'll take off. So you could literally kill somebody in one. Not kill, you could beat somebody in one projectile, but, but you'd sacrifice you, all your health. In yeah, the process. that's more. old arcade shit. Whenever you do the double button super move, it takes yeah. a little off your health. Wasn't there? Was there a guy in Fighters that was like that? I can't remember. Hmm. There was like a projectile. Are you trying to think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that big a King of Fighters uh, person. Nobody is. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, know Although, a lot of, I know a lot of SNK nuts. I guess you would. King of Fighters technically does not, not have a King of Fighters 3. Wow. It does not? Well, then they went to like... No, there, like there were like two dozen games, but they were all labeled by year instead mm-hmm. of number. And now they're Except for 12. Number. I think 12 and 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, only only just over a dozen games. But to, why does anybody have any insight on why Toeball didn't make it over here? Was it just not that popular? Was it I late think in the, the life? The original wasn't terribly popular. Mm. People bought it for the yeah. for the Final Fantasy VII demo, and then they they just kind of looked at the numbers and the reviews and like, why why are we even bother? We can't compete with Tekken, and yeah. but uh, it always seems baffling to me. Then why then why yeah. make it? Yeah. Well, why make it if you can't well, sell it to your? They large... made it for Japan. Yeah. I, I know it's just that America's a much larger audience. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, yeah. But I mean, they they hadn't come around to that way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the PlayStation years, there was still tons of shit. That oh, I thought you meant right now. Oh, uh... no, no, no. <laughs> years ago, it's but still, it's still going on. But now. like I, I've said this before, it and I said it before in this conversation, but it really is an amazing looking game. Yeah. Like they they. The characters don't have textures, but they're shaded really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, like they're able to have a much higher polygon count mm-hmm. than like anything else on PlayStation One. Was the frame rate higher? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was like sixty frames per second. Bo- bo- yeah. I want to watch this in action. Oh, I will. I'll stream that game Woo! like every it's day. Super pretty. Life, like I the characters it. look like actual Akira Toriyama characters yeah. instead of blocky representations of mm-hmm. them. Yeah, that was Dream Factory, the developer's pinnacle, and then they just oh, yeah. they degraded into making pretty much complete shit afterwards. Like, next, you mean Ergaze? Uh Ergaze, and then they made the bouncer and Ooh, now oh, yes. right, yeah. and now they, they make horrible licensed games which regularly get the mm. Kusoge of the Year award. I talk about a lot about these on gaming.mo. You can see the old Kusoge panel I did at Magfest nice. earlier this nice. year. The bouncer nice, was nice and Kusoge is short for what? <laughs> uh it literally means shitty game in nice. Japanese. Nice. Really? Yes. Say it again. 
Kusoge. Kusoge. Oh, man, I cannot wait to use that on a, <laughs> a Japanese dude. This game's Kusagi. Yes. You hit on that, that girl on the bar, it doesn't work because you have shitty game. Does it work like that? <laughs> Does it, can I use it like that? Uh, no. Oh, man. All right, before we move on from talking about Tobol 2, mm-hmm. unless you guys have anything else to add. Oh, I can talk for hours about Tobol 2. Can you? <laughs> uh, well, I was. A, this isn't Tobol 2 exactly, but the Bouncer was the first game I remember apologizing for like pushing pre-orders for at, mm. at Focoland when you I first started. You probably mm. were forced to. And it was, one, it was one of those games where it's like, we have your pitch ready for you. It's, this is Square Enix's first, or is this back with Nerd Square? This is Square's first PlayStation 2 game. It's going to be awesome. And it's not an RPG for once. Nope. Well, they, they over-promised so much with that. It was going to be revolutionary. Things were going to break in realistic ways. All the environments were going to be, like, multi-leveled, yeah. and you could use all the furniture, and none of that made it in. It's just like, yes, this is a somewhat pretty and boring brawler. Yeah. Um, and about Tobal 2, I don't know if you captured any more audio from that, but it's just... Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I did. My- it sounds like this. She did not just say that. <laughs> you know what she said, Heidi? You speak Japanese, right? I kind of miss that. But I, I was more listening to the music, which is... Yeah, really great. Like, it's really great, and it is so stereotypically, like, Japanese fighting game music mm. of that era. Oh, absolutely. It's beautiful. A little trumpet blast. Right. Kind of sounds like an AM2 game a little bit. Lovely. Lovely! Uh, 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 no, I will argue. No? Okay. Oh, goodness. I will argue that. Um, don't get me started. All right, okay. beating, 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 beating the commenters to the comments. Good for you, Heidi. <laughs> uh, my all-time favorite Tobal character, I think you, you played him on the very first clip, is Holmes. <laughs> Basically yeah. like a robot Jerry Lewis. Kind of, yeah. He's, and uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> great of it. He's been, he's been my zero aim icon one, for as long. <laughs> if I remember correctly, like they you they specifically got a lot of the Japanese uh, Dragon Ball voice actors for really? this game, you know, just wow. to kind of go with the Toriyama designs. I don't know if they it's over. They, they got like the seventy year old woman who voices Goku, but. Wow. <laughs> And Doraemon, right? Isn't it the same? No. No? Okay. It's another 70-year-old woman. Ah, okay. Anyway, let's move on. Number four. Ah! Land! Whoa! You remember what this is, Heidi? (laughs) I actually do not. Offhand. That's correct. It's Project Justice. Sequel to Rival Schools. Yeah, that's a good way to guarantee your sequel fails when you oh, do yeah. something completely different. Changes in- yes. I, I remember asking about that at like a GameStop or software, etc. or something. The, the name of the chain is very important to this anecdote. <laughs> but uh, like the guy just said, like, yeah, you know, because of Columbine, they can't call it rival schools anymore because, you know, people Hell, fight. All schools are friends now. That's, <laughs> but that wasn't what Columbine was about. It wasn't like a rival team went and stole the mascots. <laughs> With guns. With guns. Jesus. No, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, a little bit ridiculous. Rival school. But I, I really love the aesthetic of rival schools. Oh, it's God, like, yes. It's it's bonkers. Yeah. It's great. Where people from rival schools literally fight each other over who has, has like bigger school spirit or whatever. There, yeah. There's always like more of a plot to it than that. Oh, it's it's so filled with like anime 
anime justice. Anime oh, yes. just Like, anime burning spirit justice is, like, the best. You've just got this guy who, you know, he's fighting, and he's got purpose, and nothing's gonna stop him. <laughs> no one can he, stop my spirit. Yes, no one can stop uh, Batu's burning spirit. God, I love Batu. He was in uh, Tatsunoko versus Capcom, and, uh, and, uh... Project Cross Zone, and those have been his mm-hmm. two appearances recently. There's so. another Cross Zone coming, though, isn't there? Huh? There's another Cross Zone coming. Yeah, I don't there? know if he's in it, though. I don't know anybody who's <laughs> in that game anymore. Yeah, there's just a lot of them. A lot. <laughs> Pretty much everybody. Just It's a safe bet to assume that every character Yeah, is but in you remember, there. like, this? the only Sega representation I recognized in there was fucking Bruce, fake Bruce Willis from Dynamite Cop. <laughs> No, yeah. For a second, I thought you were going to say Bruce Falanch. Bruce Falanch! <laughs> Which would have been jokes. awesome. Slinging humor in the Project Cross Zone. <laughs> but Project Justice is, like... To me, it, it's almost the representative 90s fighting game mm. because it's it's a weird concept. You've got just all these super outlandish characters and mm. it's super ridiculous. It kind of has its own, you know, lore to it and they wanted to build a, mm. a, a little... A little franchise around it, and I'm not sure why they didn't, because it was popular. People here, mm-hmm. people in Japan really like the games, but just kind of... I guess Capcom just decided to get out of fighting games for a while after the 2000s. After they made like 700 different ones? Yeah. yeah. I guess they thought that maybe... <laughs> maybe they their own audience. Maybe they decided that their representations of American uh, exchange <laughs> students were problematic. <laughs> well, I'm just... <laughs> I'm still gonna. Pro- oh, I hope I don't ruin. Are anything. there American exchange students? Yeah, yes. Tiffany. Yeah. Uh, there's she's there's great. a team of them. Oh, there's yeah. yeah, the the crazy uh, cheerleader in the ridiculous uh, outfit. <laughs> I love that with outfit. the boxing gloves. Do they stink or have like an excess of hair? <laughs> no, her they hair. Her customs. hair is like the the best you know blonde anime hair, spiky mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm. And then her boyfriend is like a blonde football player with you know blue eyes and a long nose. So dreamy. And then they they also have a black classmate who's gigantic and uh, he looks a little like Birdie if I remember right. He's got like a mohawk, doesn't he? <laughs> Not ringing any bells. Remember. So maybe the series wasn't that. Po- I I I still posit Sega and Capcom need to get together for these six people demanding sequels to Fighting Vipers and Rival Schools and make. I count for six people. Rival Schools cross Fighting Vipers. It, it also had I a s- that. strong connection to uh, Street Fighter. It mm-hmm. did. Sakura's in the game, isn't she? Sa- well, Sakura's in the first game, but right. her connection is to Hinata, one of the, the series regulars. Mm-hmm. It's like her little sister or a cousin or something like that. There's some relation there, but Hinata fights a lot like Sakura. Mm. And so, you know, having her in the game and having Sakura in the first game kind of establishes that link. So it's like, oh, you're creating a fighting game universe, and Aww. it's the final fight is the reality in in the U.S. and rival schools in Japan. And no wonder this world is mm. insane and focuses on martial arts battles all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it deserves and, uh, its own movie. Some weird stuff going on in Brazil. You know that much? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> Brazil's just populated by mutants and snakes, man. <laughs> And random villagers. Yes. Though there's no prostitution in Thailand. I know that much. It's just the oh. Sagad and Bison. But just hanging I, well, out. there's just a some, big slutty statue. There's <laughs> some, but it sounds like this. <laughs> eh, just fight. I, I love the fact that there are teachers involved in this, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Hit harder, boy. <laughs> the, like, uh, hard-bitten middle-aged teacher and, and really sexy totally teacher. And then his totally smoking hot. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. And 
And nice. it's one of those things where it's like, oh, if only he realized my feelings for him. <laughs> trying to remember. I think you're in your 40s, both of you. I think at least. What system did uh, Project Justice come out on? That was Dreamcast, Dreamcast and Rival Schools was PlayStation. So it, it, Rival Schools is on PSN, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I think it, so. Maybe. It was mm. a two-disc game. I remember that much. It was oh, weird. Yeah. yeah, that means it's probably like a 30-meg file now. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. But yeah, that's it's worth getting, definitely. The Project Justice is a little harder to find. Mm-hmm. You might have to have a Dreamcast or an arcade emulator. Or a Dreamcast emulator, which is mm. fucking hard to get working for some reason. I couldn't get it working. I wouldn't know. In the, in the scene of Dreamcast emulation seemingly died out in 2006 and was replaced by uh, spyware and bots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's very dangerous. That'll happen. <laughs> Tremendously dangerous. Very dangerous. Try not to go there. Mm. <laughs> also, for whatever reason, uh, Project Justice, every time I think about it, like all I can think of is that uh, photographer character who was like, she was a journalism student, and so, of course, all of her attacks revolved around just flashing her camera in people's faces to stun uh, them. Her, her second most powerful move is collusion. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Oh, God. She's so corrupt. How timely. <laughs> Colluding with teachers to set up <laughs> students. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, try- I'm trying to see if it's on PSN, and I'm seeing an old, old-ass article on Kotaku saying never. Oh. Um, oh. oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Yes. Priest's probably right, then. Uh, yeah, never. Uh, it, I'm, I'm just wondering people why. People said that about um, no. the speaking games. And no, if you said that, it, there's, and there's probably a way stupider reason you could ever imagine. A voice actor refused to sign a contract, or there's like a Japanese soda coded into the background. <laughs> yeah, probably. That shit happens constantly. All of the above, and they threw away the source code, so there's yep. just no way they can there's take no that way. Out. Nope. Yeah. Not even with that new fancy-schmancy software. Going about, anyway. Very sad. Well, we'll we'll reunite with some of these characters in a little bit, but oh. for now, let's move on to number three. Round one. Let the action begin. Go. I know you know what this is. I uh, yes, I think you got that from a video I had put online. Yes, and you were specifically thanked in the description of the video. Yes. This is Fighting Vipers 2. Three hours of nothing but Fighting Vipers 2 fights. Wait, (laughs) you put the video online? Um, It is footage from a Japanese tournament that happened in the early 2000s. Really? That a friend of mine overseas. And it's you fighting? Uh, No, I wasn't in that one. That that was before I got over there and played for a bit. But um, Fighting Vipers 2, holy crap, this game. I have never touched it. I just want to say, it's also weird that you can hear game audio and recognize that's from a video I uploaded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, tell us more about Fighting Vipers. What system was that on? Uh, It was arcade for a long time. It came to the Dreamcast in Japan and Mm. Europe. Okay. It never got a U.S. release. It's always the way. Yeah. Um... I was a really, really big fan of AM2 fighting games when I was young. I had a Saturn, and of course, in that age when you had a Saturn, you had a giant persecution complex. Everybody hated your your console that you loved more than anything in the world. Only because they didn't understand it. They they didn't understand it. And and you hated cutscenes because they didn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they existed, but in like a postcard size frame on your TV. I say that as a fellow Saturn owner before I ever had a PlayStation. I was on the Saturn. (laughs) So I I was big into uh, AM2's fighting games. Mm. I love I love Virtua Fighter and by extension I also love Fighting Vipers which was their kind of follow up to uh, 
They follow up to Virtua Fighter and then, you know, I heard that they're going to be making a Fighting Vipers 2 and I got super excited, I, like really, really excited, collected every piece of media I could about the game and I'm like, oh man, oh man, I can't wait till this re gets released in arcades and I'm, they're like, well, actually, it's probably not going to get released in U.S. arcades because the first game didn't do so great and Sega's in this weird transitional mm. period. Mm. This was around 1998. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh man, oh man, when's Funny Vipers 2 going to come out? And then eventually you come to the hard realization that this ain't coming out. And if it's coming yeah. out, you ain't going to be able to get to it when you're in the middle of Iowa. And that's a shame <laughs> because I think Fighting Vipers is always my favorite of AM2's fighting games. Yeah. Uh, it like it's like a mostly teenage cast of mm -hmm. like uh, it feels to me a lot like Tokyoites just because it's all in yeah. teenage locations. Yeah, it's a bit. But We're like, outside a gas station, it plays it, like it's like this weird Japanese version of America, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's an interesting way to put it. But it's it's faster than Virtual Fighter. Mm -hmm. It has armor that you can mm -hmm. uh, smash off players or, or other characters, and when you win a fight, you can. Smash them out of the arena through yes. the walls yep. in what is one of, I think, the most satisfying finishers that <laughs> any fighting game has ever had. And it sounds like this. Ah, that's the one where uh, you break the dinosaur statue. Uh, yeah. No, no, the wait, wait. No, that's a different stage. Shit. I think this one had, like, just a bunch of uh, steel bars rolling around. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, it also had, like, the, the super finishers. Whatever yeah, works. the super KOs you can do it. You have to have all your armor off, and you either remove it yourself or you have it broken off. And you hit your opponent. If it the hit is the KO, then you will win two rounds. But it is incredibly what? hard wow. to make yeah. hit. But you will hit them so hard that it causes natural disasters. Yes, <laughs> it causes meteors to strike the earth. It causes uh, lava wastelands ruled by T Rexes. Yes. It causes nuclear missiles to hit space stations. It's like the yes. fighting game equivalent of a summon. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah that's, that's a pretty good way to put it. <laughs> wow. You could edit in footage of uh, Sethiroth's attack, and you probably couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. It's one yeah. punch and boom, birth of Cerebus. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> so, like, I haven't. I didn't get to tell my whole story. I actually went. You know, I want this game so bad that eventually I decided they're not saying they're going to bring this to the Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. You know what? If I'm going to play this, I'm going to have to take this into my own hands. So I spent about $600 and I bought arcade boards Jesus. from Japan wow. on the budget I had working at the movie theater at the time. Jesus. Uh, I also bought the original Fighting Vipers arcade machine because you couldn't put it in a standard U.S. cabinet because the monitor used a weird resolution. Mm. Like, all the Sega AM2 games used medium resolution, which I don't think, like, even exists I think nowadays. it exists on Twitch, but I never use medium <laughs> resolution. Yeah. That was go best. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was kind of into this game. That's crazy. I saw the boards. So, where did you where did you get, where did you even get a Fighting Vipers arcade machine in 1998? Uh, I bought it off eBay. Ebay? eBay. That's a, such a simple answer. Jesus, I forgot yeah. that existed around that same <laughs> yeah, time. They don't, they don't overlap no. for me until I, I was, until like, it it was, was almost it, drinking age. It was just those ads in the back of EGM that just like had a bunch of names of arcade boards yeah. with prices. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I, well, I think I was actually, we were lucky. We had a QZAR. Does everybody know what a QZAR is? No. Laser tag? It, huh? Laser tag. It was laser tag and it was a two-story arcade, but it was a chain. And it was kind of dying. 
But in the mall in, in Tallahassee, Florida, it wasn't dying. It was actually doing pretty well. So what I remember is that I think the Fighting Vipers 2 did come through there because, like... Well, it might be, have been the original Fighting Vipers. No, I think I think they had two because they had they had they'd have a bunch of weird shit that would come in there. It was like that arcade took a long time to die, <laughs> and like all the other arcades in the arcades in the area, like we see what's happening here. We're getting out of this business, but this was a chain that couldn't go out of business. <laughs> so, but it was still kind of thriving in Tallahassee. I don't know. I love the Qzar. It was two stories. It's a fucking it's a hick town, man. It shouldn't have a two story arcade attached to laser tag. That's true. <laughs> Anyway, I talk a lot more about Fighting Vipers 2. I, I did, like, a little article on Shoryuken.com. Mm-hmm. There's a series where people who are into, like, super obscure fighting mm-hmm. games talk about why they like them. And I interviewed probably the best Fighting Vipers 2 player in Japan and a personal friend of mine for it as well. If you're in any way interested, check it out. I get a lot more technical, and I go into, like, the whole story of me going into Japan and, you know, studying there for a year and, like, just hanging out with the Fighting Vipers scene there which was small but very tight knit mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty cool was and a, you hung out with a fighting viper scene yes wow that seems amazing in Nagoya Japan wow Damn. that's did where my buddy went yeah. did one of them walk around with a skateboard and another one with a guitar <laughs> and, uh, did they hit each other frequently and have to be broken <laughs> up uh, no it was, it was just a bunch of nerds for the most mm-hmm. now is is there any correlation between um Fighting Vipers and Last Bronx. Because those always seem similar back uh, in the day. But... No, AM2 did Fighting Vipers and Last Bronx was AM3. Last Bronx is another one that uh, I don't understand I why there was a, a sequel to that. There, w- there was? There wasn't. Oh, okay, I, I don't yeah. understand why there wasn't. Because it was pretty popular. In Japan or here? Uh, in Japan. I don't think I ever... I saw, it came out on Saturn 2, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. I bounced a check buying a copy of Last <laughs> Bronx. <laughs> It yeah. was worth it. The most expensive game ever. <laughs> no, no, I just didn't know I had that little money in my account. Mm. You really needed that last Bronx. I did. <laughs> it was the last Bronx they had in the store. <laughs> it's the last, last Bronx. I'll and never it, get another Bronx again. <laughs> and that's that's how old Michael Raparez yeah. is. Yes. The last Bronx, you say, I'll cut you a check. I'm just old enough to remember checks. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, there will probably never be a Fighting Vipers 3 unless I personally go into AM2 and beg for I'm it. You do and I, I, I think of, you know, how to modernize it every day, and it will probably never happen. It's my dream What game. were the advancements of 2 over yeah. 1? Um, there was, there's kind of a parry-like system, and it's really versatile, and it's really cool. And, you know, you could do the uh, the air recoveries. That's one of the big things that differentiate from Virtufire. You, you had these crazy-ass physics that launched you, like... 20 feet in the air when you got hit, and mm-hmm. then you could smack all three buttons. You'd like flip out of uh, out of your fall and land on your feet. And now you can do this in a way that you know you can't. Like your opponent can't trap you in these stupid infinite combo loops, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And it introduced. Uh, it might be the first 3D fighting game to have tech rolls, where you hit the ground and then you immediately like roll and get up. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So it was. Did Fighting Vipers 2 also have Pepsi Man, or what's that? No, I, I get mildly Pepsi. angry when people talk about Pepsi Man, because they're like, oh. Pepsi Man is the only good thing about that game, and I'm just like, what? fuck you. But I we didn't even get him in Mario, that's why I'm so curious about it. Like, we didn't get the game, yeah. we didn't get his cameo. Yeah. I thought I thought you said Pepsi there. Yeah. Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> yes. That's why they wear all that armor, because they can't bleed. If they, get, well, if they bleed, then things are going to get... Uh, it's time it's we expose the truth about that soft drink. Uh-oh. <laughs> it gives you Pepsi. 
<laughs> sea man. Very popular. Very popular. I think that's about as good of a transition. At least as I've we're been drinking a, a caffeine-free Hepsi. <laughs> God. Number two. You have proven yourself worthy. Go to the Mikyokan and reclaim our sacred sword, Yugiri. Now that the Mikyokan is shorthanded, they are nothing. I'm on it. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like Larry it. Wilmore to anyone else? <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was the Metal Gear Solid 5 trailer for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that is from Bushido Blade oh. 2. The character at the end is Tony Umeda, <laughs> who uh, I thought was amazing at the time, and now I realize is like one of the worst stereotypes ever. <laughs> he's he's a half Japanese, uh, half African American guy who uh, has an afro, wears a purple suit with no shirt, and uh, says things like this. You must be my next enemy. Well, Prepare like to die. Take it easy, doll face. I'm on your side. <laughs> oh, is that so? You must think I'm a fool. Black dynamite? No, I know who you are. You're Joe from the fish market. <laughs> Could you really be of the Shinto? The, the Shinto? You don't look like an Yeah, it's yeah. it's like a Shinto mixed with Then again, you don't look a thing like one of the Shinto either. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm smooth and I got the groove. I may not look like a fighter, but I am. What? That's, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Bushido Blade 2 tells the story of a rivalry between two schools of assassins, the Narukagami and the Shinto. The Shinto. Yes. How do you spell this? S-H-A-I-N-T-O. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yes. But uh, it has two uh, black characters. Mm-hmm. One of them is Tony Umeda and the other uh, who you will hear him talking to in this clip. Deep voice You're looking pretty sour, my friend. Why not live a little? Kill. <laughs> <laughs> because he's American, he speaks in broken Japanese uh. all the time, and I think refers to himself as uh, me or I not well, do why, this. Uh, why do I assume there's a third uh, Bushido blade somewhere? Was it? There were, oh, a, you're, there was are you thinking Kengo. of Kengo? Uh, which was by the same people, okay, but not the same game at all. Because Square was Bushido yes. Blade, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Bushido Blade uh, was—I I should point out also that both of those characters are voiced by the same guy in the U.S. version, no. Bo Billingsley, mm. um, who's, who's apparently done, also known done a as bunch the only of black guy work. in Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Available. I think, voice it, I think it had an American voice cast. I think that's pretty obvious from how terrible some of the other. But that's are. usually why it's <laughs> terrible, is because they like they'll only employ people in Japan. And so they have to. They don't. They don't have uh, a lot of pickings over there. Maybe, but uh, Bushido Blade Two mm-hmm. uh, continued the proud tradition of the first game, in that one hit was enough to kill you. So yep. this was more about getting uh, the angle on your opponent and trying to get that hit in first. But uh, the average fight in its entirety sounded a lot like this. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Somebody gets uh, sliced, a uh, spray of blood comes out, and they fall down. You, but you could have like a dishonorable kill in the game, couldn't you? You stab someone in the back. It doesn't know. count. I don't know. I do know that uh, the first game, and, and I think this one too, they had mm. cool things like, uh, in the first game it was basically that the story mode was set in an open world. Mm-hmm. where So you could 
disable an opponent by just cutting their legs. And yeah, you can disable arms and legs, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then they would sort of hobble after you and you could run away and jump down a hole and that was like how to get the secret ending or the best ending or something um, in the first game. But in the second game, uh, you still had all that stuff, but you had a lot more uh, characters mm-hmm. added and it took a really interesting approach to unlocking characters where you could play as like each side, the, the Narukagami and the Shinto had like three starting characters. You play through their storylines and then they're assisted by other characters who come in and take over and they fight a battle. And if you survive as them fighting that battle, then you unlock them for later use. And uh, if not, you, know, you, you, you don't unlock them. And it's very sad. Mm-hmm. The two also have like really wide open stages at first. Yes. I never played two, but I remember really yeah, like that. Stages in two were very big, uh, multi-level. You could jump around a lot. Uh, as I seem to recall, most of the fights took place at night so that they didn't have to render a, a skybox. It was just a black background. <laughs> um, but one of the things I really loved that they added into was that a couple characters could uh, wield two swords. Mm. And so, you you know, you had multiple stances in these games. Like, you could have high stance, low stance, medium stance. And then one of the stances was just like, you know one sword or you take out the second sword and I think if you had one sword and the second sword was sheathed you could do a little move where like you crouched and hit the throw button and then you would actually throw your second sword and stick it directly into the abdomen of your opponent and they die instantly and it was a great way to get cheap kills particularly in multiplayer <laughs> so if you really want to piss off your friends do that immediately to them I remember a lot of people being pissed off while playing this in multiplayer yeah. especially in the beginning when we didn't really know what was happening. So mm-hmm. It didn't function like any normal fighting game. No, no, mm-hmm. it took getting used to. And it's it's still completely unique, mm-hmm. which is amazing because it's one of those series that I think everybody talks about yeah. fondly who played it. Um, well, especially it really game journalists at the time who were bored. That sound is just like, oh, that's the guys running through snow. Because mm-hmm. it had <laughs> an interesting multi-tiered snow level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, Tony Umeda is not the only insultingly bad uh, voice acting in Yay! this. <laughs> Are you really a member of the Shinto? Indeed. <laughs> Attack me if you dare. Should, probably should oh, have sure. included uh, Highwayman in the uh, rundown of worst Irish yes. accents. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love those uh, JRPG pauses. Oh, yeah. Mm. What was it we, we figured out, like, years ago? I think Carolyn explained it to us that it's very rude to interrupt people yeah. in Japan. So they, they had just long JRPG pauses and yeah. turn it into speech. That, that and it was, I think it was also, like, if it was multiple... So why is it rude to interrupt people in Japan? I don't know, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I forget. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Bushido Blade 2 was a lot of fun. I was really sad to see. I think it, it got rather poorly reviewed. Um, I enjoy it a lot. It's but, hard to understand. Um, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's not as easily accessible, and yet in some ways, I think it's more accessible because it's despite its complexities, it's mm-hmm. very simple in a way mm-hmm. that you can just jump in and like, okay, this raises lower stance. I think I've got a handle on it. Oh, I I got lucky. Oh, I got lucky again. I just keep killing dudes. Is that how sword fights works? Yes. Bam, my lucky day. I killed this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Ooh, disemboweled him. Yay. <laughs> How unlucky for him. And the second one came out on PS1 as well, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. They're both PS1. And then, yeah, Kengo came out by the same people for PS2 at launch. 
And I think people got excited until they played it. Uh-huh. At which point it's like, okay, this is nothing like Bushido Blade. Uh, it does not have the one-hit kills. Is that the, this is this bullshit. The Crab Stabby game? No, no that's, Genji. that's Genji. Yeah. And that's PS3. Yeah. My mistake, they all bleed together now. Although there was a Genji game for PS2 that nobody played. Not even you? I played it. Not even the I Wick? reviewed it. <laughs> one, of the the, Wick. one of my favorite reviews I've ever read was for Kengo on PS2. Mm-hmm. And it was from Game Informer. And uh, I remember it was the editor in chief, Andy McMurray. He said, "Like I literally won a match by sma- like smacking the <laughs> controller against my butt." <laughs> Classy. Yeah, the, the fighting wasn't very much fun, but I do remember you could change your hairstyle. Nice. Like it's wow. like, oh, I want to shave my samurai's head. Oh, I just want to shave his forehead for this tournament that's coming up. <laughs> it's really important he look his best. <laughs> It's really important all samurai uh, display male pattern baldness. <laughs> yes, it, absolutely. To not do so is a lack of respect. I don't know why that was a thing. Me neither. Most people avoid that like the goddamn play, <laughs> and they do it intentionally. That's because they're crazy, man. Mm-hmm. They'll fucking cut you. They're just big fans of that one guy from Three Stooges. But the, Larry Fine? You're Larry Fine? <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. Oh, I challenge you to a battle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to commit harakiri. <laughs> Miyamoto Masashi, you're late. <laughs> hey, Mo, that was disrespectful. You bring great shame on your family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing somebody blocking a sword to the face with like. Oh, the, there's <laughs> no point in continuing this. It's never going to be that funny again. <laughs> this is really fun to do. Watashi, <laughs> well, Larry. <laughs> Oh, Shinto, eh? <laughs> this is gonna be a match to remember. That was an uncharacteristically... And that was an uncharacteristically... <laughs> More beer. God damn it. <laughs> More beer. Well, that was an un- uncharacteristically quick match, even for which game? Uh, CBS 2? Yes. Yes. Yeah. My favorite pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> they got the good drugs that won't sell. Not CBS. CBS 2. <laughs> Capcom versus SNK 2. Which we argued a little bit about it's this. like because, the third yes. game, right? No, it's no. it's the second game in uh, <laughs> me, Damn it. Second game in Capcom versus SNK. Yeah. There were SNK versus Capcom yeah. games before and afterward there was SVC Chaos, SNK versus Capcom uh, Mash of the Millennium, mm-hmm. but they were not the same. No, no they're not. They're, uh, they think I believe whoever's and name SVC is SVC Chaos is much much worse. And yes. Whoever's name is in the front is the developer, right? That's yes. how that that classification went. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. SNK was a developer of Match the Millennium. Uh-huh. Which was really which good was for good. a Neo Geo Pocket game. Yeah. And then they made SVC's Chaos, which was like... Uh, and all uh, the Card Fighters Clash games. Oh, yeah. God, there's so many of those. Mm-hmm. Now there are three of them. Really? Four, four of them. Right. Oh, my God. Well, yes, more than one. <laughs> more than zero is too much. <laughs> oh, You're making fun like of great those. games, Chris. I can make a great card game. You don't have to use a good license. Oh my god, are you guys going to fight? This battle is about to explode. It's going to be yes. Remember. <laughs> oh, I love that announcer. I want him to narrate my life. Oh, everybody does. It's time to wake up. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Actually, the, the voice acting in this is so great. I wanted to have a little game with you guys. Ooh, good. Ooh. I'm going to, as with every Capcom game worth its salt, uh, people on YouTube have 
isolated all the voice samples Yay. and put them into files where they just play one uh, sample over at, uh, after another. And I thought it might be fun if I played some of them and you try to guess which character it oh, is. Oh, God. Before I think I probably know all these. Terry probably. Bogart or GTFO. <laughs> well, let's begin with this guy. Let's go. Get it on. Let's borrow. Come on. Come on, rookie. Easy operation. Good job. Sonic Kapoor. Uh, wow, so got it. That's it. It. Yep. One, two, Sonic Burr. Yeah. Ready, set, shoot. I don't remember Guile having this much problems with his L's. He <laughs> <laughs> like said rice po- barrel at one yeah. point. <laughs> some good B poetry there. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. He sounded Get Cajun. It um, okay, so yeah, that one's kind of a gimme, but how about this one? Hey, come on, come on. Ooh. Hey, you. Banaku. Yes. Come on, you can get that one. No. I know no, it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, just shutting up. his name. Oh, Terry Boger. Yay. Yay. No. <laughs> oh, and uh, Terry, since you're here, what do you like to see when you go to a park? Geese. Giggle. How about this one? Target's confirmed. That's all you get. I know this. Tammy? Yes. I'll dance on your grave. Say your prayers, wimp. <laughs> you are dead, me. Come on. How many Vega dances? Uh, it's not Vega. Uh, is it Rogbell? It's an SNK character. Oh, yes. then never mind. I t- I'm bound. <laughs> oh, well no. then. Is it? I am Rydam. Right <laughs> yes. Rydam. Mission complete. <laughs> Everybody knows that one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Wait, was that a different person? Yes. Wait, yes. I don't know who it was. Play it again. Mission complete. Mission complete. Uh, um, M. Bison? No. Mm-mm. You know what it is, Heidi? You're allowed to guess. Yeah. No, I, I'm. Uh, it's up to you guys because for me, like, I suggested this. All it's right. not there. And I'm going to say Mega Man. Well, if they can't get it, I'm, I'm ceding the floor to you. Mm-hmm. You can. You can it's Rolento. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. The fresh maker. <laughs> How about this one? I am Red Cyclone. <laughs> uh, that's that's Bison, right? No. Oh God! Red. What? Cyclone or Cyclone? Hmm. That He-Man action figure. Come on, no. think Red. A Ken. No! no who would include Red in their nickname? Oh, uh, the Russian person. Yeah. <laughs> who is? Zangief, sorry, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you shame me. Can you get this one? Don't stop me! I am Jump! Oh, that's big. I got that's, big! Uh, Come on, Sandbug! Is it? One, Alrug? two, yes. three, four, five, six, seven! Eight, nine, Fuego! Yeah, well, I'm going to have to stop you there. Uh, the number that comes after nine is not Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, of course... Mike Bison. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even bother to make Balrog's voice all squeaky like actual Mike Tyson's. Yeah, Wouldn't that have been worked better? I'll go uh, home and I'll break your children's arms. <laughs> One, two, no, three. No, my fat money. I'm going to go home and like your that. family, man. <laughs> 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 I bet that's the 
second week in a row you've made a go home and be a family man joke. Uh, it's like all that's left. All that's left. Yeah, and go push home it. and be a family guy. <laughs> you think that's bad? I'm not, I need another beer. All right, I got one more. Okay. Shall we do? No time for losers. The show must go on. Don't know. That's Freddie Mercury. Yes, uh, what I thought. Eagle. Eagle. Uh, he was a bit inspired by Freddie Mercury in this version. Yeah, I, this this game surprisingly got a ton of my non-fighting game friends playing. This um, game is great. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. It brings together like all the characters you love from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, rival schools, I think. Um, Kyosuke is in it. Yeah, Kyosuke, mm-hmm. thank you. The, the guy in the white suit and the glasses is on the front cover. Uh, Maki from Final Fight 2, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. With her tonfas. Yeah, um, I No really... Carlos, though. Yeah, they're. They put in some characters you would not expect on the Capcom side. The SNK side kind of Nobody got, expects. Yeah, it got a little a little shafted on that regard. It's just like, it's mostly, you know, Fail Fury and mm. King of Fighters stalwarts and that. It's like, hey, here's a couple people from uh, Samurai Showdown. Who did we, they include from Samurai Showdown? Uh, it was Nakaruru and Haomaru. Oh, wow. Who okay. could forget? Did this game have Dan in it? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. And you could fight uh, him against Hibiki from Last Blade. So it was Dan. <laughs> yeah, it was Hibiki too. She <laughs> was she was the weird one on the SNK side. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. How do I forget about Hibiki? She's like top tier. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Last Blade two, and I think also Mark of the Wolves on uh, Dreamcast. It was yeah. It was Rock Howard. Um, who was the? Oh Mark yeah, of the Wolves. He, he was in there. But I, I was just gonna say those two games on Dreamcast kind of. Uh, clued me into the SNK way of doing things in that... Oh, both those games are beautiful. Yeah, but it's... The the way that those fighting games are structured and the way that a lot of modern 2... Some modern 2D games are structured is that you will fight through the single-player mode and none of it will prepare you for the boss, which will be incredibly cheap and cause you to restart, <laughs> like, hundreds of times. SNK yeah. bosses are notorious for oh, a yeah. reason. They're the worst. I felt that same anger playing through Arcana Heart. <laughs> uh, yes, this one is. Uh, this is one of the only PS2 games on PSN, I believe. Really? Yeah. It's on PSN. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was sweet. I, I remember because I was working. Someone yeah. stole my copy years ago, so I need to get it. I was working in an affiliated organization at the time. They're like, "This is impossible. This they'll never." Cause people constantly ask for a Capcom yeah. versus SNK three, and like, the general consensus was that'll never ever happen mm-hmm. for various reasons. And yeah, then all of a sudden, this... news from Japan came like, "We're re-releasing it." Like, what? I thought this was like never supposed to happen. Yeah, and just overnight, the re-release happened. So who knows? Yeah, I, except well, for like, I don't think SNK is in this game anymore. The, really. SNK is, but it, this came out during a weird transition time for mm-hmm. them. They were kind of dying, and then you know they made the whole play more thing. The history of SNK is around SNK. this era is. Fascinating and super complicated involves a lot of you know new Sadness. companies and buying IP and lawsuits mm. and Korean developers. It's all really weird, but uh, Capcom versus SNK two is really great and yeah. mm-hmm. has a bunch of unique systems. What's cool about this is it's got the what's called the groove system, and what you do mm-hmm. is um, you can pick a team of up to four characters, and you give them a ratio, which determines right. how strong they are. You've got four points to assign, so if you've got four characters, they're all going to get one point. If you've got one, you can make him a ratio four, and he he or she is basically a brick wall at that point. Mm-hmm. But it, it really gets interesting with the grooves, because they're kind of modeled after certain fighting games from that company. Like, Capcom mm-hmm. has one that's basically, you know... 
the Street Fighter Alpha system and one that's more like Third Strike, whereas SNK has a King of Fighters-like one and a Samurai Showdown-like one where you've got like a single super meter that fills up and once it's full you get like crazy superpower when you hit mm. and they've all got they've all got interesting I like, couldn't wrap little... my head I couldn't wrap my head around this is why I couldn't play with my friends <laughs> that well just the yeah. groove system I thought was really complicated yeah and there are some tricks around it like mm-hmm. uh, people found out that you can roll cancel and that really changed the game <laughs> I remember my buddy telling me about that he's like I can't talk right now we all just discovered roll canceling yep it's... you can you can uh, back up Kyokusanagi and Iori Yagami with super powerful Capcom characters mm-hmm. so they can play out their silly rivalry on uh, on a new stage. Oh, what's really cool is like there are some characters that have special intros with each other, so mm, you yes. see it and it's it's just like an, a really cool crossover thing. I think it's like Dan and Joe Higashi who have one mm-hmm. with each other and there's one with Ken and Terry Bogard. Yeah. It's really, really cool. I think Sagat and Joe Higashi have one. Uh, Dan and Sagat definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and on PSN, people nine bucks. Wow, yeah, it's, it's a it's a super fun game, and people are s- still playing it very mm-hmm. seriously. The people who love this game love this game and have loved it for a very long time. It was beautiful. I didn't know it was available, so I'm going to buy it as soon as I get home tonight. Yay! Yay! No online multiplayer. And that's that's probably as good a point as any to end this segment on. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some fun new releases, some not-so-fun news, and some other stuff. So please stay tuned. Everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, here to bring joy and levity before the really heavy stuff that they're going to talk about in the second segment. Ah, I'm not looking forward to this any more than I was hearing them talk about fighting games for an hour, but uh, here we are, and here I am to tell you how to support Video Game Apocalypse. There are, of course, a couple of very obvious ways to do this. First and foremost, subscribe on iTunes, rate and review the show, let everybody know how awesome it is, and if you really want to let the Laser Time hosts know how awesome they are, you can donate to their Patreon and get rewards, whatever the hell they're offering. Go to patreon.com slash lasertime to... Donate and let your voice be heard with money. Money is a form of speech. The Supreme Court says so. Not that I'd know anything about that. Being a simple woodland animal who collects and eats rat skulls. Rat skulls are also speech. I vote with them by throwing them at people that I don't like who wear black robes and hang out under porches where they should maybe not be. You may have noticed there are a bunch of Amazon links up and down the right side of lasertimepodcast.com. I assure you, those are not just there to look pretty. Click on them if you want to buy something on Amazon, and you don't even have to buy the thing you clicked on. Just click on it, search for whatever you are going to buy, and buy it in that session, and we'll get a cut of whatever you spend. You pay nothing extra. The only one who suffers in this arrangement is Amazon, and who cares about mega corporations? Am I right, sponsors? Yeah! You can buy a t-shirt from us directly, and we'll get a tiny cut of that. Go to store.lasertimepodcast.com, and you can order and wear several different varieties of terrifying skull t-shirts, or t-shirts for other lesser shows that don't involve skulls, therefore aren't terrifying, and therefore do not get my respect. Alternately, you can go out and tell a friend. Tell a friend on Twitter. Say, hey, there's this show called Video Game Apocalypse you may or may not have heard of. It's about video games, and then your friends are like, what's a video game? And you're like... 
it's a video game. You're like, why didn't you just say video game? And you're like, this is a cuter way to say it, okay? And they're like, why are you trying to be cute? And then you fucking punch them. You know, it's not really... You can just cut to the punch. Just just walk up and punch them. And then they say, why did you punch me? And you like, listen to Video Game Apocalypse. And they're like, whatever you say. And see, it's a much smoother and quicker transaction this way. Finally, comment on the articles at lasertimepodcast.com and videogameapocalypse.com. Post on the forums. Let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like. As long as it's not me, I know you won't want to kill me. That's become our little joke, I like to think. Be sure to answer the question of the week because that's your best chance to get read on the show. So I'm bored now. I'm going to crawl back into my warren. But you enjoy the rest of your somber, horrible video game podcast. And I'll see you guys next week. And welcome back to our scintillating second segment. All of you are looking half asleep, mm. so let's just jump Yay! right oh, in Yay. with... Well, Dave's looking half asleep, so we're jumping right in with... You made Poor it sound vaguely Mexican in there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, anime drill hair girl. Like, mm-hmm. oh! <laughs> and now I'm a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. And I move that uh, we now append geese to the end of the jingle. Per- like permanently? Yeah. Geese! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Kept you waiting. I'm going to make geese popular, I swear. So this week, obviously a very big week for golf fans. Rory McIlroy, McIlroy, PGA Tour. They really kicked Tiger Woods to the yeah. curb? They did. And who, I don't know who this other guy is. Nobody does. I, and it's weird to think about, like, I have never heard of the second most famous golfer. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> he's lawyerish. He, what? He's lawyerish. Oh, I think he's lawyerish. Yeah. I mean, he looks it. Yeah. Well, I think Penny Arcade had a pretty decent strip about this. Mm. Like, one of them's asking the other, who's Rory McElroy? I don't know who he is. It's like, oh, he's a mystical golfer, uh, carries no clubs except for his voice, and he speaks to the balls in their ancient language and tells them where to go. I, I thought like, Rory McElroy <laughs> wrote for Polygon. Uh, maybe I'm mistaken. <laughs> my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> and my brother, the golfer. Yes. <laughs> um, so nobody cares about that, but The Vanishing of Ethan Carter is coming to PS4. <clears throat> Which is kind of cool, because that game is super, super pretty. Uh, mm. It'll be interesting to see how it translates to consoles. That's I only know that... what that, Was that not on Xbox One already? I don't That's, know. I think I could be thinking of Murdered Soul Suspect. They're very other, different games. Other, <laughs> with really long titles that I'll know I'll never play. That's five words. The long. Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Long. <laughs> Ethan Carter vanishes. It's not Man, a complex long. concept. I want a single... Uh, Two-syllable act of vengeance in my game title. That is it. You're a supernatural detective reconstructing crime scenes. It's amazing. No. Um, um, also, uh, I want to I wanna actually talk about a game that you've played. Chris, yeah. that, that's picking up on Mike. Oh, it is. Sorry, it's a meat thermometer, everybody. Yeah, very important to fidget, I know. <laughs> there, it's away from me now. <laughs> Hooray. Threw it in the other room. I have to do that sometimes, too. Deception 4, yeah. The Nightmare Princess. What the fuck? Which you guys were playing today, well, so you're actually up ahead on of me on this. I Probably not much. I, it's hard to call myself a game expert now, because I don't get to play that much these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, busy, busy. But, but like I've heard of and know about every series, and that you started talking this weekend about something. I, a ser- a four... Uh, entry series mm-hmm. that spans yes. 20 years that I've never heard of. Yeah. And, Deception. And maybe I heard of it, but I didn't know what it was. It's a series about 
uh, killing good guys in Musty Castle so you can eventually resurrect the devil. Well, except Yay! for this one, which takes place in hospitals and playgrounds. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. That is all stuff that I think was added on to the... Because uh. this is, is it's a an enhanced version of a game that came to Vita a while ago, um, Deception 4. Uh, Blood Ties, I think, is the original title. Blood Times! And uh, <laughs> this, like, in that game you played the daughter of the devil as she's trying to uh, resurrect him with the help of very poorly dressed demons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, this one adds another daughter of the devil and I think a new plot line, a new challenge mode, it and so obviously, like, a bunch of new high school, playground, hospital mm-hmm. levels. Uh Launching a guy with a rake into a bidet that then spit yeah. him into a playground <laughs> yes. set was like, this is the greatest game nobody's talking about. Yeah. But I, I love it because, like, the first deception was just about, like, setting up death traps. In, in like, it, it's cool because it's like a construction set and then, like, it yeah. gives you, uh, you have this whole room. You can set up a certain number of traps and then your job is to lure your enemies yeah. into these traps and set them off. But what Deception 4, and I think maybe going back to 2, does, Mm -hmm. is that the goal is not just to kill them with the traps. It is to chain traps together and knock them in different directions so that they keep falling into new traps. And they set up like a Rube Goldberg device. Yes, it's like, it's, uh, yeah, that's exactly how I would describe it. It's like a a mousetrap that you string into combos. Mm -hmm. And it's hysterical, like certain items have a humiliation factor (laughs) that you can also consider. the the pumpkin dropping on the head. Yeah, you can drop a pumpkin on someone's head, kick them in the balls into like a living statue, (laughs) and then they fall in a bear trap. It's And that was just Uh like the first level. It was... And it's even better because uh, when when you get into areas where there are like uh, moving environmental traps, so you, you hit kick them into that bear trap, and then like a giant iron statue runs them over yeah. and mm-hmm. cuts them with a sword or whatever. And you only have like a, like two physical abilities, but you can like kick them into stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's really it's pretty clunky, but it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys were enjoying it because you were you were asking me beforehand, like, yeah. is this really worth fifty dollars to stream? Like, well, people are going to be interested because nobody's going to know if they want to actually spend money on this. Yeah, I because I, we'd only think like, well, we don't have anything to stream this week. I'm not paying sixty dollars for fucking Godzilla, even mm. though I really want to play it. Uh, but I. I, there was that, and we were going to play Blood in the Sand, and I don't know why. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> man, it's fifty cent isn't bankrupt. I want to use this for like his birthday or when right. he's dead. Like, there has to be something. I don't want to overlook something interesting. And you talk this up so much, and it, it seemed like half cheesecake, half like incredibly yeah. silly Japanese shit. I really wanted to see it. I'm don't not proud of spending fifty bucks on it. I think it's a little much for the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the thing is like the first Deception, mm-hmm. Tecmo's Deception. Was very serious and straightforward in its oh, like that, it was called that. Yeah, yeah. Tecmo's, Tecmo's Deception. Oh my God. That's when they now attach their name to everything, like Tecmo's Secret of the Stars. Tecmo yeah, well, Bowl. I think I, I seem to think in Europe it was Devil's Deception, mm. and of course, like the thing, the Japanese Japanese publishers were terrified of like pissing off our religious sensibilities yeah. in the 90s. Like, they thought we were Afghanistan, but Christians. <laughs> uh, and so, like, I, I remember there was a time when, like, Xenogears wasn't going to come out here because it's like, oh, no, it, it it questions whether we need God or the existence <laughs> of God. You, you Americans can't handle this. And everyone yeah. like, yes, we fucking can. We have philosophy classes over <laughs> you, here. Well, you can. You didn't, you didn't live in the flyover states. That's true. I didn't. <laughs> Nor will I ever. Uh, I just visited Inshallah. Florida, so nothing surprises me. 
All right. Um, but uh, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> oh, but yeah, they, so they, they took the devils out of the title, and mm. it was just Tecmo's deception. Yeah. That I remember. Yeah. It's it pretty pretty serious, and actually, like, emotionally, the plot could really go downhill. Like, uh, your fiancé, like, you were a deposed prince who was trying to get revenge, and your fiancé, this princess, like, came to stay with you, and unless you sent her away, she would get killed, oh. and then she, you, you could bring her back as a zombie, mm. but, like, she was empty inside, Yikes. and, uh... Yeah, it was, but then you could like use her to attack people, which was cool. But <laughs> by the time Deception Four comes around, like it is absolutely ridiculous. Yes, you're still killing good guys to resurrect the devil, but it's so anime. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I think I've used the word ridiculous. Did, twice. You, did, did you have an English dub in the version that you played on Vita? No. Okay. So it we didn't either, we did either. And everybody said turn it on. I'm like I don't think it can be turned on, or it would have yeah, automatically. Right. Also, we don't care. We this didn't story care looks sure. terrible. Yes. Oh. But it's, it wanna... is silly, and, like, but that kind of... Man, why didn't we put this in games where you can play as the bad guy? I mm. thought I did. Mm. No, you yeah. didn't. Didn't I? Nope. Huh. Michael. Well, I thought I put a deception in there. <laughs> um, anyway, uh... This is this is one of those games that was hard to recommend, but it's like it was so yeah. perfect for the stream once once we got flying in it, or oh, once it, Dave controls. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys, uh had fun with it but yeah like, the, the what, cheesecake from, a- aspect oh, okay. makes it really difficult like even when it's trying to be serious like I can't take this seriously because I'm just thinking about like this weird little girl uh, who's getting really excited by people dying is a pretty clear uh, lowly fetish mm. stereotype so <laughs> and all I can do is stare at her butt crack and wish I could swipe yeah. it with my penis well, like a credit card that's the main character <laughs> oh. it's the main <laughs> character who if you look closely not only has an exposed butt crack but has like a little blue line drawn around said butt crack hey so. look at this it has, it has yeah. healing icy hot lines around <laughs> it. Well, it just to convey soothing maybe it's a tattoo but why would you tattoo around your butt crack like that it's weird <laughs> I don't know to give it depth maybe <laughs> some shading I got I want to. I want to. Can you tab tattoo some drop shadow on my ass crack? I want this shit to look deep. <laughs> can I get the MC Escher stairwell around my butt? Oh man! Uh, so speaking of tattooed ass cracks, uh, God I want to tattoo on my asshole, uh, just like a Looney Tunes character and a, a Woody Woodpecker, and it can be like an iris around his neck. I wanted people to think about Kratos having a tattooed asshole, not you. But then I can like pull down my pants, step on my transition, and spread my asshole and give uh-huh. like boo. That's all, folks. <laughs> yep, that sounds like something you'd do. Yeah, well, yeah. I've been looking to get a cartoon uh-huh. tattooed somewhere yep. on me. Uh-huh. Why not my asshole? Why not? Yeah, it's a you little. You should fucker. go do that right now. I'll all take right. you to the tattoo parlor. Well, you sh- you want to help me wax my canyon? No. Okay. <laughs> That's wonder, on you. I wonder, Got. <laughs> sorry. If Anne was here, she would punch you by now. I want a tattoo of a butt with a tattoo of a butt on it, oh, and I want my, I want it on my butt. <laughs> That's uh, that. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Uh, I'm glad you guys all got that video. Challenge. <laughs> it was a challenging time. It was a challenging jokes. God <laughs> of War Three Remastered is out this week. Hmm. Um, which it's a great game. Uh, the PS4 version, from what I've read, does not add much aside from like an extra level or two of detail. Barely noticeable level of detail. Yeah, um, and this is one that's like, I might get excited about it because I really like that game, but I think I've played it like three or four times. Yep, it should be cheaper. How much is it? If it's it's $40, it's too much. Mm. Uh, I don't know. If if you're a PlayStation owner, how do you not have God of War 3 already? Yeah, if you somehow missed it but Mm -hmm. played the first two games, it's worth getting. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, you should also play the first two games because I was reading something I think on Kotaku earlier that was talking about how you really need to play the first two games to make this into a relatable and interesting story arc. Because otherwise, he's just an asshole. Exactly, he's just an asshole, and you're just killing gods, and you don't really understand why. Mm-hmm. But uh, it made made the the point that. Uh, the fact that you don't have a choice in all this is really, t- it's its on purpose to make it feel claustrophobic and confining so you can understand how Kratos feels because this is all he has left is to kill people in really horrific ways. It's weird, it's weird to think about franchises like this and Gears of War is like last gen and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gears isn't over. There's the, there's there's the remaster coming this I, year. But and I played the beta. Like, if it has of war in its title, <laughs> it's over, <Dave. laughs> Um, yes, until we're, until we're in another war. Mm-hmm. Then I'll start laughing about war again. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Godzilla, you mentioned I that. Wanted, I, I really wanted to play that, but it is a little unnerving that they didn't show, and haven't shown anything of that game except the black and white trailer during like the Japanese Sony press well, conference they've reveal. they've more than that. I, I, I did find, I found a new trailer, but it's so minimal, and it's like has all these effects all over it. It's got Jet Jaguar in it. I know, I, that's why I wanted to play it, but like I'm not... like. No, okay. It's re- it's launch day. Nobody's reviewed this game. It's got Hedera, the swamp, the smog monster. It's got and it's sixty dollars. <laughs> sixty dollars. Come on, it's a Godzilla game. It's a new game. Yes, <laughs> doesn't count. It's it. Price your price yourself competitively. Because nobody's gonna want <laughs> like this. every other new game that comes out. Yeah, but new <laughs> games they're hiding from reviews and like are clearly kind of like shuffled out into kind of silence. If you're gonna if you're gonna release it the same way you would like a Men in Black Activision Madagascar <laughs> tie-in, price it as such. Uh, no Brian um, Cranston in this version. I, I should say. Yes, I, you've played it. Yeah, I deserve I, answers. I did play it at the uh, Namco Bandai Vegas event like a couple months ago, and it is very slow and very clunky, mm-hmm. and that is completely intentional because you are playing as a man in a suit. You're playing as a man in a suit <laughs> and lumbering monsters. Mm-hmm. It's accurate to the movies, yes. Is it fun? I mm. only played it for like 15 minutes, so I can't really say. But I was just like, huh. I just assume huh. there'd be if you like Godzilla at all, there'll be some fun to derive out of this. But it really does look like it's from another a previous era. It doesn't look that great. Looks a bit like the the Dreamcast Godzilla game. Yeah. And I guess there's like a rampage mode or something where you're playing as Godzilla mm-hmm. and just kind of going through and you can cause a bunch of destruction and fight other monsters that like pop six up objects with one texture. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you uh, mm. if you are Itching for a Godzilla experience, I should recommend there is a series of Let's Play videos by a pal of mine, Ty Tuesday, and they are the funniest shit. It's a Let's Play Super Godzilla Special Edition. (laughs) It's a Let's Play Super Godzilla, except it kind of isn't. It's really weird and esoteric, and it is fucking great. Go watch it. I've not heard of this. Super Godzilla. Yes. The Super Nintendo game. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, it's a game where they offer you Super Godzilla. Stop it. <laughs> it doesn't exist. They, 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 you walk into a diner and it's like, Hun, we only got two things on the menu today. Soup or Godzilla. <laughs> so I'm guessing everybody Would is... you like to eat a giant lizard <laughs> or our uh, minestrone? Yeah. I'm guessing everybody at some point in, in their lives got offered a super salad and said, Yes, I'll have the super salad. <laughs> that sounds great. Sounds like a good salad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> we just grew up hilarious. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trials Fusion Awesome Level Max comes out this week uh, to pimp my employer's yeah, we products. Were talking about streaming that, but it's not on a PC. I think until tomorrow was mm-hmm. of this recording. But yeah, yeah dude, so Trials a couple days ago. Um, yeah, it's it looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like they they introduced it at E3 with just a, a cat with a red headband. Uh, shooting a golden gun and riding a fire-breathing unicorn, mm-hmm. and that replaces the uh, motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah, mm-hmm. so motorcycles. Who needs them? You got a cat on a unicorn. There's only ten bucks. Um, it's not. Yeah. Ex- uh, it's not an exclusive on anything, right? No, I just didn't no. See it's it on, on Xbox, Xbox. One, okay. PS4, and PC, and it is the most, the biggest, and most substantial DLC offering in the mm-hmm. Trials Fusion series to date. Oh, is it only DLC? Uh, yes. Well, okay. no. It's it's also available. Uh, with the complete game mm. uh, in the uh, the awesome Max edition, mm. and uh, yeah, it's got it adds like forty tracks. It adds the awesome adventure, which is mm-hmm. the cat and unicorn thing, and uh, also adds like twenty tracks that are designed by uh, in like a collaboration with the developers and the community, mm. like the best community creators. So. Mm. Yeah, if you're into that series, it's probably awesome. I haven't played it yet, so I can't Wonder say for sure. If this DLC will come with a mind fuck of a puzzle. Okay, have you guys read about the puzzle that was in Trials Fusion? No, the, or it might have been Trials HD, uh, HD, but it was one of the Trials games mm-hmm. that they just figured out the solution to the puzzle. And what happened was, I think four people found keys in various like coordinates that were mm-hmm. provided. You had to solve a bunch of things in the game. Mm-hmm. Then you like got. Like by copying, by recording a song and playing it backwards, you got like information, and that information <laughs> led to coordinates. And then the coordinates, each everyone found a key along with a note that says, "In 100 years, meet underneath the Eiffel Tower and present these keys, and you will get the next step for this puzzle." So basically, we'll all be dead yes. by the time this puzzle. <laughs> Not it, me, man. I, Don't even joke. <laughs> oh, My yeah. daddy will never die. Uh, but yeah, it's so that's such a weird like. Yeah, we made a puzzle that we're we're not going to see the end of, mm. and but our grandchildren might. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Basically, Michael, I want you to get the secrets of that and uh, bring it back. I'll yes. see what I can do. <laughs> hey, uh, they will know, never tell me. You know that hundred-year puzzle? Just, just tell me what it is. And that makes you like the most useless double agent of all time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are we done with new releases? I think so. Uh, I've got uh, a little indie game I've been playing recently that Mm -hmm. I'd like to plug that I think comes out this week uh, called Guild of Dungeoneering. It's a a pretty cool uh, little game. Uh, It's on Steam. Mm -hmm. I think it releases today, if I recall Mm -hmm. correctly, but it's a... It's got an interesting concept in that, like, you're, you know, you're making this little guild of explorers to go and uh, explore dungeons and get treasure and loot and new classes and mm-hmm. all the fun stuff that comes with RPGs, but you don't control the character. Rather, you build dungeons and things around oh. them. And you place enemies and items to try and get them to explore and collect things and level up, and it's pretty fun. It has an interesting... Uh, hmm. it, a neat little uh, card-based battle system that is both... Now you lost me. Oh. <laughs> no, keep going. Uh, no, it... it yeah, the card-based battle system mm-hmm. is is pretty neat. It's got a surprising amount of depth to it, but it, it's one of those games where it's like, uh, I'm not doing anything for like half an hour. Mm. I'll run. I'll run a couple quests. It's pretty fun to just you know play for a little while, get mm-hmm. some loot, and uh, explore. It's also a pretty fun stream game, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, 
I played it at a couple demos, and I've had an early copy, and uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. So check that out if you get a chance. Cool. There is another indie game that that came out just today. Uh, Activision Hmm. published uh, the Prototype Collection. I guess that's that's, that's the exact opposite of an indie game. Yes, it is. That's That's Activision publishing a collection of games from a publisher that no or from a developer that no longer exists. Yeah, it's and like kind the of remaster laugh, of a Third wow. Eye Blind album. It's like <laughs> you, you thought Godzilla was released with zero fanfare. We didn't even know this was happening until yeah. like we got emails about it saying, "Hey, this is available now. You want it?" No, it's for Xbox One. You can buy both in a <laughs> no, bundle for sixty no. bucks. I'm willing. I'm willing to forget the prototype games. Yeah, I mean, I really like them. I don't really need to play them again. And is mm-hmm. as, as cool as it is to think like, oh, a remastered edition for Xbox One. There's like no indication of uh, what improvements, if any, there are. So maybe, hopefully, the game's shorter. <laughs> I, both those games I got really bored with, like partway through. How can you get bored? You get to run up the side of the Empire State Building and do pile drivers off of it. I think well, if I'm only... Into I, traffic. At, at a com, well. As a complaint, you get to do that so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, after another ten hours of just, like, only that. Like, I've unlocked everything. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing over and over again. I don't know. I just played, like, an old Spider-Man game, and that's what it feels like. Yeah, it feels a lot like the Spider-Man games. Yeah. Which, for me, is a plus. Because I actually like those they things. They don't age very well. Hmm. They don't age very well. I don't, I don't know. Disagree. Disagree. Anyway, let's move on to the subject we've all been dreading. <laughs> hey, hey, Dave. Remember a couple weeks ago when you were like, Oh man, wouldn't it be hilarious if Miyamoto died? Well, guess what? Shuckle uh, fucking rain was off. Is that what you said? Is that what you said? No, we. Were, I forgot what it was. Uh, I think you had said at the beginning of some VJ like uh, nothing really happened this week, and then I said, "What if Miyamoto died?" <laughs> I, I can't remember. I can't remember the exact context. So but, it's my fault. Is that my, what you're the, saying? The, the joke I always make is like. Oh, there's not going to be any news to talk about before this episode posts, and I'll be like, what if Miyamoto dies? All right. uh, (laughs) So that didn't happen, so this conversation is moot. Uh, It was a a Final Destination thing. I just, it went. In fact, if anything, you just promoted Miyamoto. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure he's thrilled about it. (laughs) But yeah, Satoru Iwata, president of Nintendo, uh, died, which was a. Rather suddenly. You brought it up, like, we were. Uh, I was here on Sunday to record Laser Time, and like you just like walked in the room and like Satoru Iwata died. Like, what? We were. It was super shocking. I would have like, if, if it would. I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I didn't realize I could feel that way about an executive of anything dying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, it, that would bother me at all. But I. Yeah. I got. We were streaming Guardians of the Galaxy for this week's Monday Night Movie. Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. Mm. And like, yeah, Brett's like busted up about it too. Mister like zero emotions at all. Mm. And it's it is difficult to explain why because I don't think like it's not like well, we, he was this very friendly, warm he, presence. Yeah, on I, stage. I guess that's it. And especially like with with all the. Uh, you know, outpouring of grief from the the industry and all these obituaries. Like, I'm, I've learned so much. Like, 
I thought he was just this very affable executive. And, like, no, he's been uh, heavily involved in game development yep. since the early 80s. He was one of the founding members of HAL Labs. Uh, if, if I may do another plug, Henry did write, this week's yeah. top seven on Laser Time is reasons uh, Iwata is awesome mm-hmm. and why you should care about it. And it's a bunch of stuff in there you might not have known. And, like, the way he phrased it, whereas he was the first non-family member ever hired to leave yeah. Nintendo in hundred, in literally over a hundred years. He was also and, the director of Dragon Warrior. Like crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like like what I praise about Marvel's Joe Quesada like its CEO is like he, the guy running the company can actually draw comics. And, he, and if you've ever been to one of those companies that's kind of a rare thing. They hire a suit. They hire a guy mm-hmm. with a business degree. Mm-hmm. Not somebody who knows how to do every, every portion of the operation. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's what was cool about the guy and you may not have known that. But well, Bobby Kotick is a master developer. <laughs> no. Guar- mm-hmm. Yeah. Guaranteed. But that, that also kind of casts new light on the, for me at least, mm-hmm. on the Iwata Asks columns. Mm-hmm. It's like that he's talking to developers as a developer, as a developer about about things he's interested in, and yeah. like, um, and again, I, I will say this first: I, I, he was someone I think we I took for granted. Like, I never yeah. really looked forward to seeing him, mm-hmm. but, and then like the idea, like, but I'm not going to see him ever again. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking terrible, and I'm really bummed out now. I this guy speaking yeah. broken English and throwing his hands up at me in mm-hmm. front of a white wall. I didn't realize how much I love. I looked forward to seeing that. I'll never read a new parentheses laughs anymore. Nobody <laughs> looked at bananas like that guy. No. Nobody. But there, there's a fantastic video that's been recirculating mm-hmm. of his uh, 2005 keynote speech mm-hmm. at GDC, mm-hmm. which he gave in English. And uh, all his GDC stuff, save mm-hmm. for like that one year where it turned basically into like a Netflix or Wii promo, was fucking great. And you yeah. should watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's arresting to watch. He he's he's a really talented speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a really good speech, and he talks about that. Uh, you know, he's. What, what was it he said? Something of an executive, the the brain, the of, business card of an yeah, executive. That's right. The brain of a developer and the heart of a gamer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just talking about his history and how uh, right out of college he had the distinction of joining the smallest company of anyone in his class. Yeah. And he was the oh. fifth member of HAL Labs. Yeah. And his father was was not happy. <laughs> that was from the Game Center CX interview, which, by the way, everybody should be watching yeah, Game Center that, CX. Yeah, that was really awesome. I to think see he, he also talked about it in that that 2005 keynote too, mm-hmm. and it, it it is really uh, you know rare to see, especially a Japanese executive mm-hmm. that willing to talk about their own history mm-hmm. and it's very very candidly and openly and like this is uh, you know he's, he seemed like a really great human being. Yeah, I think I, even like we may have remarked on the old show that those I want to ask is like they're finally acknowledging like secret things about the development and these secret codes that Nintendo never officially ever talked about uh, punch out codes and hidden and Easter eggs in old games and like he deliberately would like draw that out of people while interviewing stuff about Virtual Console because I think he found that fascinating and so like we interpreted that as like Nintendo's becoming a more open company and like actually I think they just have a cooler president yeah. <laughs> that's yeah they had a very cool president for mm-hmm. 13 years roughly. yeah and in that, in that, the entire time I've been covering the industry on a professional level, yeah, he's it's, been it's been him, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, he's definitely more of a people's president than Yamauchi was because Yamauchi did not give a shit about video games except mm-hmm. that they made him money. Iwata, you know, mm-hmm. 
he started out as a code monkey mm-hmm. and you know he climbed his way up so he had sympathy for the people at the bottom that's Through. why he didn't do layoffs yeah. He took a pay cut rather than, you know, cut workers. Yeah, that, that's huge. That's, yeah, he was, about that. he was at Hell when they created Kirby. He personally worked on Earthbound. He, he created Balloon Fight, didn't he? He didn't just personal. Uh, I think he created it, but he, he did the program. Yeah, he coded program. it. But Earthbound, yeah. the story goes that uh, the game was a mess. It was going to be canceled. And then Iwata took a look at the code and what they were trying to do. And he said, yeah, you can do this in, in half a year. I'll help. Yeah, and he did it. Mm-hmm. I already he uh, he figured out how to compress Pokemon yeah. gold and silver so they could fit Kanto back in there. Yeah, and yeah. and then and then did something with Pokemon Stadium too. Yeah, I forget. They said he programmed he programmed Pokemon Stadium without instructions or something without like that. instructions in a week. Yeah, in a week. Wow. And it, it does also blow my mind again that he was the director for the North American version of Dragon Warrior slash Dragon wow. Quest. Wait, wait, uh, where where is this information coming from? Because I I looked up and I can't find a source for it. I read it earlier today. I, hmm. I don't remember where exactly. Sources the internet and it checks yeah. out. Because I know he was also instrumental in getting the original Pokemon uh, Red and Blue localized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that that information was in one of several obituaries mm-hmm. I read today. I can't hmm. remember exactly where it was. But, no, but then, um, I'm not. I'm wondering how much credit. So, if you think it's apocryphal, it might be. But yeah, we can. It's easy to like throw shade upon the Wii, and a little less easy for the Nintendo DS. But it was like. That was a very innov- innovative thing to do yeah. for gaming, and I don't think the iPhone would exist without the DS. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought it was crazy when I, saw, when I heard it was announced. Who needs that? That's nuts. I remember it being at E3 alongside mm-hmm. the PSP. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, and, like and, underpowered. And, yeah, like, and it was the, the same exact strategy that worked out for them initially with the Wii, where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, everyone else is going left, mm-hmm. we're going to go right, yeah. and... It, it, wor- it really worked out in terms of the portable run because Henry like, had nobody that, really cares yeah. about Sony portables. And uh, in, in his article, that they, he he took Nintendo out of the dick waving contest that E3 has become between yeah. Microsoft and Sony, which yep. is kind of interesting. But like, it, it doesn't. It very rarely benefits us in a meaningful way. Whereas like the DS was a meaningful, and I understand the Wii was supposed to be like well. Tech isn't that important. It's about making a platform that's easy for people to make games on. That would probably be the iPhone's claim to fame, not the Wii. Uh, But I think that's what they said they were trying to do, a a less complicated system to make better games Mm -hmm. on. Uh, Unfortunately, it became uh, the shovelware system, which I'm sure Iwata was none too happy about. Yeah. I've read internally they were not happy about what it, what became of the Wii U, but I can't be happy about the Wii U either. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's inter- I, I don't know how much how much credit he deserves for that, but I have well, to imagine it's a bit. I think he deserves credit for you know not you know every game Nintendo puts out, whether mm-hmm. or not it's it's good, is a finished product mm-hmm. out of the box. If you have yeah. DLC, yeah, yeah, it's it's an instant thing and it's meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will never buy a broken Nintendo game, and I think Iwata understood that was important, and he also understood that no, we should not you know make a mainline Zelda every goddamn year mm-hmm. because then people will get tired of it, mm-hmm. and that's not good because these should be formative special experiences for mm-hmm. people. Yeah. yeah, excellent point. Mm-hmm. One every six years might be a bit much, mm-hmm. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we had almost uh, one a year for a while. Yeah, it was ports. It was GamesIndustry.biz where I read that earlier, by the way, Heidi. Oh, I'll have to check Dragon that. Warrior. Yeah. 
Are uh, you fact-checking the podcast live? <laughs> Somebody has to. Otherwise, I'll just get uh, tweets from Triskitable about things I was wrong about. <laughs> well, the important thing to remember about Iwata is that he was 75 feet tall. Yes. Uh, well, that's the tragic And he could part. shoot spikes out of his hands. Hmm. And no, He was a direct inspiration for Ridley, yes. Yeah. <laughs> laid his eggs everywhere. What is it about men running successful companies that kills them so early? Uh, I'm gonna get, well, in this case, yeah, cancer. Cancer, yeah, it's usually. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure. Well, stress Disney, doesn't Disney jobs, one of the least of, survivable right. cancers out there, in fact. Yeah, well, I, I have no idea. I didn't about even that. know bile duct cancer was a thing. Yeah, I didn't think I had bile ducts. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> well, a pure yeah. person. I'm <laughs> practically an angel. There's no bile in here. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, but it was weird that none of us saw this coming, even though like I definitely remember last year. He's not, I yeah, won't be he, there because of... Yeah, he wasn't at E3. He said he had an operation to remove a, a growth on his bile duct, and people ju- just kind of took it at face value rather than thinking, yeah. is this a tumor? And then looking it up, and then you see like the survival rate is below 50% Jesus. and Damn. more around like 30%. And it's like, I just remember Steve oh. Jobs' death was like everybody was predicting it for years. Yes. And like, ah, he's through it now. Oh, whoops. And the other thing, too, I was wondering, did you want to know, like, he was dying and just going around doing his daily business? Because that seemed like a really Japanese, you know, thing to do, kind of work. I must. Work and keep things, <laughs> keep things up. But yeah. I was also reading that sometimes for Japanese hospitals and, you know, sometimes they don't tell a terminally ill patient that they are terminally ill. Oh my god. That, that's just an a, an Asian thing. I wasn't aware of that. I was thinking, man, a lot of... Is there a reason behind that? Uh, it's just a, hurt their In feelings? some cases, it, I think it's just like a cultural thing. They want mm. them to live life, you know... Well, a... If you've ever seen Ikiru, the Kurosawa movie, mm-hmm. like yeah. that's the entire plot line that like, this guy has stomach cancer and this guy out in the waiting room says like, Oh, if the doctor says this and this, that's that means he you have stomach cancer and he doesn't want to tell you. And the doctor does all that exact oh. stuff, so he knows like, oh god, I have stomach cancer. So the rest of the movie is just about him, kind of trying to figure out what's important in life in the time that he has left. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's a huge downer, but it's a fantastic movie. It, if Iwata was aware of it, he didn't seem to tell people because it seemed like you know just from the blog post uh, I was reading on Twitter, Junichi Masuda was from uh, Game Freak was saying, mm. I just saw him the other day. He looked fine. I don't understand. Mm. Oh, so that's 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 how I took it because, like, yeah. that... I, I, the first thing I saw was a press release from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and it was the most heartlessly worded thing. Like, notice of personnel change. Yeah, that's what it uh, was. Death, the death of uh, board director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like... Is he also the president of America? Was he also the president of America? He, yes. Yeah. yeah. President of, you know, Nintendo International, mm-hmm. essentially. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's such a such a blow, really, to have mm-hmm. lost him. And he's so young as in his mid-50s. He was 50s. only 55. Yeah. All of our parents are older, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to make the Van Halen reference there. That's Sammy Hagar, but that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? What bothers me is the possibility that some shithead suit who doesn't give two fucks about video games is going to get in at Nintendo, but I guess, like, uh, Ginyo Takeda, who made Punch-Out! and Star Tropics, is, like, uh-huh. co-heading it with, uh, with Miyamoto now. Miyamoto, I don't see being a businessman. He He's claims a creative to not type. want that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, I did, they announced successors or interim people? Uh, those are the interim people. Really? Takeda and Miyamoto. I, and I don't see Japan making Reggie like international president, much as 
everybody he's, would he's flip their Japanese. shit over that. Yeah. Mm, it's impossible. You could never run a company. Eh, they yeah. tried it with Sony and it didn't go so well. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Which is all the more reason for it not to happen. Mm-hmm. But it uh, does kind of cast new light on the, the video with the Muppets. And like, after yeah. I heard the news, yep. I thought, like, did he do the Muppets thing because he couldn't, he wasn't up to a, an actual video uh, appearance? That's, but you know what? He That means, glad they did that, because somewhere in that Kyoto headquarters is the coolest Muppet tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To a water that'll probably sit there forever. Oh, I saw the the actual Muppet at E3. Oh yeah, they had them at e, on the E3 show floor, didn't they? Yes, that's awesome. And so, I, I say that as the person on the street. <laughs> Stop calling them Muppets. Those are just puppets. Yep. They're not Muppets unless they're made by the Jim Henson Company. And they are made by the Jim Henson Company. I, they didn't say that at the start of the video. I had well, no idea. you can tell just by the look yeah, of it. I just, thought so too. Just by the creepy legs. But I was so happy to know a fact and leap forward to give it to everybody and sound smart. <laughs> That I ended up defeating myself. How weird is it that after 50 years of operation or so that the Jim Henson Studios still have not mastered how to make a puppet look not weird when you see its legs walking around? Well, that's never going to not look weird. Gravity. That's never not going to look awesome, more like. (laughs) You saw... Those, those, those gifts of the little Nintendo puppets flailing around are the cutest. Yes. Mm, yeah. To the invincibility true. soundtrack, it's quite wonderful. Also, yes. <laughs> if that video is the last thing that we've heard of him, then the last thing that Awada ever said was, do a barrel roll. I no, think... no, the last thing he ever said was apologizing for the E3 showing uh, at the fucking in, in, investors meeting. But I think that was... Thanks that was... a lot, asshats, whining yeah. about Metroid. Jesus Christ, he made <laughs> no. Iwata have to apologize on his fucking deathbed. I hope you're happy, you entitled <laughs> shithead. <laughs> I think the last the last thing we heard, like, out loud from him was do a barrel roll. And I will... I'll do a barrel roll for you. <laughs> <sighs> we'll all buy your Star Fox game. Oh. What? What? That should be the title of the episode, I'm saying. No, no, really shouldn't. It's a tribute. Uh-uh. It, oh, I'm so funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, there is some other news. Uh, Boo. Y- y- yeah. you, you guys remember Jaeger? The people who yes. did uh, Spec Ops The Line? They're fired. Uh, they are no longer making Dead Island 2. Uh-oh. Oh, we, that's encouraging. They got dropped. We haven't seen hide nor hair of that since the E3 of last year. Yeah. Right? Well, right. we didn't even see much of it last year. It was like a trailer. It had a funny trailer. That's it all a Dead Island trailer. game needs. Yeah, that's, that's before the, the big Nintendo news. There was <laughs> other Nintendo news about Devil's Third. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's gone, right? No. Uh, no, Nintendo reassured knows. people that, that it, it was still coming. It, well, there was a, a report that said uh, Nintendo of America is not releasing it. It'll be released in Europe and Japan, but Nintendo of America doesn't want to touch it because it sucks. Oh. And mm-hmm. I completely believe that based on things I've heard. The uh, game's been in development for Christ knows how long, and it has apparently been directionless <laughs> for ages. So, mm. boy, there's a fucking shock. Um, it's always Kickstarter. Wasn't it one of those that was like, it was... They started talking about it before the last generation of consoles came mm-hmm. out. Yeah, THQ was going to publish it. That's right. And that's then, right. and then it was going to be a, a mobile game, I think. And then Ugh. Nintendo <laughs> got it, and then th- it, they didn't show it at E3. Huh. So, and that's that's always yeah, a great right time. I just remembered the E3 when I went, and uh, Tomonobu Itagaki showed up in my Mii's through Street Pass and said, <laughs> "I'm Itagaki from Nintendo." I'm like, that's. Bizarre. Yeah. You should never be at Nintendo. <laughs> Weird. 
Was he as intimidating in me form as he is in person? Um, not not quite as much, no. He is one of the more frightening people to interview. Uh, I will I will say, the one time I met him, he was pretty nice to me. I, the, the, I had, the, I had the one nice one. time we, you met him was like the, one of the first times I met you. Oh, yeah. And I was in the room. Playing Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword. Yeah. And he was he was very patient in, sh- <laughs> in showing us how to play, mm-hmm. as I recall. So, yeah, when I interviewed him for that, it was... It was su- I wouldn't say it was super nice, but it was like it was a good interview. I really enjoyed it. Made for a good article. But mm-hmm. then the second time was Ninja Gaiden Two, and I was uh, interviewing him alongside somebody from I think Shack News, and like yes, we originally like flip flopping questions. He would ask one, I would ask one, but he like I guess one of the questions I asked like struck a wrong nerve with him. I don't know why, but then he went to a point where it's like I'll take your question again to the other guy. I'm like wow. wow. Well, you shouldn't have asked him, why'd you sexually harass all those women? Oh, yeah. yes. Because I live in Japan? Yeah. <laughs> I think I asked him, like, uh, right? would you like uh, some of my proactive? <laughs> Do you think I could fit my little finger in one of those pockmarks? <laughs> you people are all horrible. That's, so isolate that. That should be in a promo for the show. Um, not, gross. <laughs> Oh man, poor. So Gaki. yeah, that that was the thing that happened, and then then yeah, God, if you're if you're not on the internet and seeing all those, uh, usually I I just find like cartoon tributes to dead people really really tacky. But my God, some of the Iwata ones are just like if you're not no. crying at this, you have no fucking soul. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll tell you this then, Heidi, go to the Walt Disney Family Museum. I've I've been there. At the end of the museum is nothing but all the newspaper cartoons for Walt Disney's oh death and it's yeah. like it. there it's are people like, breaking uh, in the room visibly uh, it's, it's, it is very moving because it's the only thing that like mentions like and here's the sad part <laughs> there was one that circulated on Twitter and the first time I saw it I didn't think much of it is it's like you know Iwata's body laying there and like Kirby and, and Toon Link and all these other characters are showing up to mourn mm-hmm. and then like somebody retweeted it and pointed out that like they're all holding out their healing items Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's I did so see that. There's a one-up and it's fucking tomato. Yeah, yeah. and, so and Mario's, like, sitting there clutching a one-up mushroom and crying. Yeah. Jesus. It's, it's like, oh, my God. I no. like. I will I'll do a little test on you guys, see if you like the one I put on. Um, they put on the top seven article I attached to it. Henry, written by Henry, I added the final image. But it is one of the. It was what I thought was the most ta- not taste. Tasteful is the wrong word, but yes, you're right, Heidi. Some of these are straight up tacky, and like that was with completely without elegance. Some of the some of the pictures I've seen, but this one is my favorite, and I'm talking so much while I load the page. As, uh, it's taking me a while. Feel free to cut any of these I mean, out. I, yeah, that that one Michael just described. I saw it, and like I'm like I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. Oh God, I'm totally crying. But then there's just that was my favorite. Oh, yeah, that one's great. It's not super cry-worthy. It's a, but, the dude waving goodbye with a smile on his face. But it's just like you can only oh. see Mario crying like so many times <laughs> before it yeah. really that, loses meaning. Yes. yes also, yes, we yes. know it doesn't take a lot to make Mario cry. Also, there's not enough Lolo <laughs> in these tribute arts. Shit, yeah. He he also was at Hell when they did all the Lolo games. Yes. Wow, fucking Lolo. I haven't thought about that in years. Adventures of Lolo. Mm-hmm. Who also showed up in Kirby. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see all the uh, tacky editorial cartoons that are like St. Peter and he's like Mario. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, well, th- thankfully, I think the mainstream editorial cartoonists who would crank out ugly shit like that uh, yeah. don't care. I won't say... <laughs> they're all in their yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. They don't care. I won't say that they're the worst or 
they're um, Say the lamest. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes, but the, the the ones that took the least amount of work, mm-hmm. I would guess, are the ones that showed the flag from the end of the first level of Mario Brothers at half mast. And Mario without okay, his hat wait, on. Like, that was cool. The, the day that it happened, there was a rainbow over Nintendo headquarters. That's right. Super cool. Yeah, and they were apparently calling the rainbow road to heaven. Dude, when I die, I'm just yeah. it'll be a rainbow bukkake over all your houses. Take Ew. a picture. Rainbow road viral. is the road where you go yeah. when you die. Okay. Have you not it's heard a- that? Have you not heard that song? No. No, I got to play it for you later. All right. I'm in. You've heard It's called the road. It's called the rainbow road. This is the a, road that you go. This is a song about the Mario Kart level. Yeah, no, yeah, I think I have heard it. Yes, it's a great song. I thought you were talking about like some old fucking sixties band. <laughs> he went to where he left all his luck. <laughs> Leave yeah. luck to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, I think that's enough news. Probably so. We're, For real. we're all very sad. Um, and that kind of makes our question ah! of the week from last yeah. week uh, especially Chris. dicey. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, you Chris. Got on, you last... got on my case. Mm-hmm. Chris was the one who suggested that topic last week. Look, Real all timely, I is we sure. modify it. Is what's the stupidest question you can ask to President Miyamoto? But, but well, well, let, our... I, I want to let that hang there uh, for why? a second. We just modify it. That's all. It's still there. We could have asked the question this week. <laughs> uh, luckily, luckily, I didn't kill him. Most, I didn't kill. Him. Wasn't me. We didn't say you killed him. Yeah, yes. a lot of implica- implicating eyes happening right now. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not implicating eyes. I have my face in my hands. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Probably looking at a secret note that implicates me in the murder, but it wasn't me. You're wasn't embarrassing me. our guest, Chris. I don't even know what a bile duct is. It wasn't me. It's those things you cry out of, <laughs> like we're doing right now. Yes. Um, everybody else cries yeah. tears of bile, right? Mm-hmm. That's normal. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, so last week's question of the week was, what's an embarrassing question you could ask Shigeru Miyamoto? Did you have... I think you had an answer earlier, Heidi. Do you want to say what it is? Oh, boy. Well, okay. So this is kind of an, an anecdote. I'm trying to remember where exactly this happened. It was E3 around uh, 2004, and I forget like the exact scenario, but there was once this site called Nintendojo, and they were kind of known for being uh rapscallions yeah rapscallions Mm -hmm. um and for whatever reason they were in like an an interview session it might have been like one of those uh you know those developer media deals where they invite you in after hours at e3 and they'll show something and they usually have a QA from all the journalists in attendance and so Brett always stole that from all of us (laughs) yeah one of the the guys from nintendojo famously uh, got up and decided to ask Miyamoto a question, but he decided to ask Miyamoto a question in Japanese. You should never ever do this because A, like 90% of the people there cannot understand Japanese and so the interpreter has to tell the audience two things rather than one, mm-hmm. and B, your Japanese is never mm-hmm. ever good enough. <laughs> you will always be terrible. And so <laughs> immediately the response was, um, we didn't get that. Can you please repeat the question uh, in English? And then it's just like, oh, um, 
what, 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 what's your inspiration? <laughs> <laughs> Something dumb like that. And it's just like, just, man, Miyamoto, you just got home. Miyamoto says a sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Miyamoto maintains glaring eye contact with them the entire time as they sit down. Throughout Pretty the rest much. of the conference. Answers other questions while ma- just... Staring at this guy. Miyamoto's chin collapses into his chest in the biggest <laughs> smile you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One point while the interpreter's talking, Miyamoto just points to both of his eyes and then points at that guy. <laughs> Though last year was also pretty good where some some smash nerd tried to ask Iwata if he could help... Uh, not Iwata, oh Jesus. Sakurai if he could help uh, mm. balance uh, Smash 4. And Sakurai was just like, Yeah, bro, how many games have you shipped? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Sit down. Nice, nice. So, uh, the first responder in our forums was Baka is dumb one, so he <laughs> or she or it gets read first. He forgot his hey, password. Hey, Kakumin's plan. Had to get it. <laughs> the answer is, so I heard this rumor that at one point you kidnapped a small Italian child and made him do dangerous parkour stunts wearing the skin of a freshly killed tanuki. Care to verify? I believe that child's name was Chris Antista. No, hey, I don't want to be implicated in any more of this. That's not fair. Yeah. Um, Keegan says, uh, "Is this is our yeah the worst question asked of yes. Miyamoto, uh-huh. President Miyamoto now? Well, uh, no, we interim do. President Miyamoto uh, is Mario cut or uncut? Inquiring minds need to know." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I want to do this one. Oh no, we're fine. Uh, you're, you're, no, fine. You're right. <clears throat> uh, Badgerman says, "Hey, Miyamoto, do you remember back in the eighties? When you created the Legend of Zelda game and it sold a ton of copies and changed video games forever, do you? Do you remember? That was awesome. That was that was pretty cool. That was awesome. <laughs> stupid, stupid question. Stupid, stupid. 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 <laughs> that was when you were in cool. the Beatles. <laughs> it's a Chris Farley show reference, yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. hey, Griff says, "Do you remember the Tanuki suit from the?" Uh, says, "Do you remember the old t- the Tanuki suit from the old Super Mario games that made him fly?" That always seemed very odd to me. I th- I always thought that it, w- uh, it should give him the power to go through rubbish bins. What do you think? Um, he's like, no, it was meant for rat skulls. Mm, yes, yeah. exactly. There you go. Tied it all together. Yes, thank you. Uh, Batman Boy Eleven says, "When are Princess Peach and Princess Daisy, or when are the Princess Peach and Princess Daisy fleshlights supposed to be <laughs> released? And will they be? It is limited a supply as amiibos. Jesus. <laughs> oh man." Can you imagine how many raging fucking, like, blue ball hard-ons for, like, nerds who refuse mm-hmm. to take their fleshlights out of the packaging? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know that people like that must exist. They have to. <laughs> there has to be a fleshlight collector. There has to be an ultimate fleshlight no, collector. No, this is an Alexis Texas fleshlight. <laughs> no, this one's powered by a, a D battery, so be careful putting your wing Actually, in there. You don't want anything wet. I think it would be hilarious if they were Princess Peach and Princess Daisy fleshlights, and mm-hmm. they were just flat. And, like, with no openings <laughs> at all. Yes. And these are really blocky. <laughs> because they're not anatomically correct characters. Well, because this, and they're not defined, <laughs> like, anyway. Yep. Um, Adam says, honestly, Shiggy, just how how shroomed up were you back in the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing nothing creative people like being asked more than, how stoned were you when you did a bunch of work to create an expansive universe full of interesting characters that lead interconnected lives? And there's nothing I like being asked more in a Patreon campaign. Is like, you, 
can't trust you with it because you're going to buy pot with it. I'm like, you fucking idiot. There's a billion other excuses to not give money. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> fucking yeah. asshole. If you don't want any prude like that donating us anyway. It's like, just, just pretend that that's the, num- the amount of money that goes to buy you, you food. Do you know how much money weed costs? Jesus Christ. I could buy, I could buy, I could fill this kitchen full of weed for the price <laughs> of one Batman DLC season pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tris Antista says, "What was your main source of inspiration when you were working on the first Sonic the Hedgehog game?" See, that's mm. bad. That's that really bad. Price. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aimbot Master says, "Can I borrow your copies of Super Horneo Brothers One and Two? <laughs> Those are real ROM hacks. I think made by Miyamoto. Mm. Uh, no, Super Horneo Brothers. Oh, is, uh, the, 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 the porn movie starring Ron Jeremy. Yes. Though there is actually a a uh, unlicensed this." I believe it's the first unlicensed Famicom game and the first pornographic Famicom game Ooh. called uh, Super Mario, and there are like ten copies of it believed to still exist. It's super rare, and I've seen it, and I've played it, and it's fucking terrible. It's like somebody's first basic game, and... What do you, what do, you do? Do you fuck stuff or hit, uh, shoot stuff with sperm? Um, it's basically like an Atari 2600 game. Oh. There's, this, there's this girl running around, and there's like a dog and stuff, mm-hmm. and you have to touch her, and then like... As the levels progress, you, you get progressively more naked, and then you just see this crudely rendered scene of this this dick doing things to this girl, and it's <laughs> like, as you do, yeah, yeah, that like massaging her. No, it, it just it just like <laughs> painting her in the nude, <laughs> G- giving her a sword, saying it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs> Uh, I'm alive. OMG says to uh, Mr. Miyamoto, "How do you overcome the hardships of being a major game developer who was born into living and working in the aggressive communist state China has become?" <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> it's a really bad question. Uh, Dan Mar says, "Which of the Studio Ghibli movies that you directed was your favorite, and why?" <laughs> Another bad Miyamoto question. Uh, J. Uh, oh, what can you read his name? <laughs> uh, Jay Monda Gogo says, "Can you explain in great detail how you and Reggie pulled off that sick amiibo truck heist?" Mm-hmm. Oh, I just remembered. Uh, uh, sorry, never mind. Um, Turkey on Rye says, "I'd ask why he thought Nintendo plus Philips is greater than Nintendo plus Sony. Aren't aren't they supposed to be good at math?" <laughs> uh. Dave, that was bad. I'm going to blame you for that one. Yeah, I, I picked. <laughs> no, what you said was racist. Yeah. Not what Turkey on Rye said. Uh, Crazer mm. says, so, so did you choose to make Wii Music, and uh, was it supposed to be terrible? <laughs> Wii Music. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Poor Miyamoto. Zipper says, my strange uncle used to work for Nintendo. Do you know him? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's great. Um, Carvington Von Twellingsworth III says... Uh, uh, when can we expect a sequel to Hotel Mario? <laughs> fuck Hotel Mario. I want a sequel to Mario's Cement Factory. <laughs> I, want, I want fuck Hotel Mario. Yeah, I think Nintendo owns a couple of those, actually, so it's not a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> You're right, they do. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, Krautball says, Mr. Miyamoto, would you like to donate to my Patreon? <laughs> Uh, but they add, I just started listening about two weeks ago. Keep up the free funny. Oh, wow. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Oh, you must be so lost. 
<laughs> well, you have to start it at the beginning of VGA one to to really get where yeah. the plot went. Yeah, this is all canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You, you know that uh, Heidi is like Smurfette and was yeah. created to trick us and infiltrate us. And eventually <laughs> I thought that was Anne. No, oh, dude, that makes more sense. She's always here. <laughs> yeah. And you'll know that we've been referencing geese since the first episode. Exactly. Geese. Oh, there's a bug on the screen, and oh, I no. thought it was the mouse cursor. Is it a bug, or is it... Geese! <laughs> <laughs> hey, who runs reviews over at Polygon? Geese! Oh, Arthur, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, that's too fun. Uh, so, new question of the week. What's a fighting game franchise that you'd like to see make a comeback? Ooh, 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 ooh! All right. Ooh! Yeah. Uh, brutal Pause of Fury... Oh man! <laughs> did you know that that actually got a sequel? I did. I thought I, I didn't. I was surprised it wasn't a list because that was the only one I thought was a shoe in. But then I remembered <laughs> Heidi was coming and actually knows and likes these fighting games. <laughs> yeah. so that's probably not going to make there, it. Wait, there was a brutal too. I wasn't. Yeah, aware. I think so. Uh, it, it just it, it it does harken back to a time because I, I did love a lot of side scrollers, but nothing made me happier than someone throwing something gimmicky into the fighting genre. What they added Ninja Turtle? I, I couldn't be more excited, no matter what the outcome is. Like, uh, this is the Did you enjoy balls? Read. Yeah, yeah, like all that stuff. Like, it all oh, fascinated man. me. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Balls. I'd like to see FX Fighter make a return. No. That, was that a thing? Yeah. yeah. You remember FX Fighter? It was supposed to be, like, using the FX, FX chip. chip. Yeah. And, and it, it got released on PC yes, because it got canceled. I bought it on PC. It was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, I couldn't... Re- I, so that's not my real answer. Mm. Uh, obviously, my real answer is just Bushido Blade. Yeah. Because uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, have been wanting that one to come back for a very long time. Well, that and Cop- Capcom versus SNK. Mm. Stop stop working with Namco. Just just do SNK. Mm-hmm. Well, I've already talked a lot about my love for the Tobal series. Tobal. But uh, just to move away from that for a second, I'm going to say Star Gladiator. Ooh, I, yeah. really, I really like the first Dang, one. Yeah. I... What was the first one called? Star Plas- Gladiator. Yeah, Star Gladiator. No, okay, the second a... one was Plasma, Plasma Sword. Sword. Yeah. Plasma Sword. And, you know, they, uh, they uh, LucasArts tried, or I don't know who, who was the developer exactly, but uh, there was never a good uh, Star Wars fighting game. But Star Gladiator was a really, oh no, it was a very good fighting game that was basically Star Wars. And, mm. um, yeah, I don't know why it didn't stick around that much. So that one guy, I forget, was it Hi- Hayato, I think? Hayato, yeah. 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 He, he was in, he's been in a bunch of crossover games. So he's been lived. in, like, Marvel vs. Capcom something, yeah. maybe. Right. Um, speaking of which, yeah, how about Cyberbots? Yeah, and yeah. uh, that that had a villain named uh, Princess Devilot to Death Satan. It also <laughs> had the introduction of uh, Cyber Akuma. So that's true. I want to see a sequel to every single 3DO fighter, every all two of them. Prin- what was that again? Princess the Princess Devilot to Death Satan. That sounds like someone coming up with a name and stuttering and and being too proud to say. No, I I meant to say all that. It sounds like that scene in the wrong guy where they <laughs> yeah. fills out. She a was fake in name. in uh, Puzzle Fighter, I think. She uh, was in Puzzle Fighter, and she was also in Project Cross Zone. So there you go, Mister huh? Hermity Owwitch. <laughs> God, I'm trying to think of 3DO fighting games. I know Way of the Warrior, and there was another one that was like equally terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Tattoo oh, Assassin. So that's your, that's yeah. Heidi's Kasumi answer. Ninja. Tattoo Assassins was arcade only, and God, if we want to talk Tattoo Assassins, we have to bring Dan. Yeah, Hammer Dan. Down. Dan has that's a true. great, great write up on that on yes. his website, BunnyEars.net, I, I believe. Sorry, Dan, if you didn't want that plug. <laughs> you, you might be thinking of Kasumi Ninja as the equally horrible one. Uh, that's Jaguar. That was though. Jaguar. Oh, was it, uh, there, there was Fight to Life on Jaguar, wasn't there? Yeah, that, that was that their, was like the last Jaguar game, if yeah. I recall correctly. That was the one that killed the Jaguar because everyone said like your virtual fighter sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even like Virtual Fighter. But I, I, hey! I know, I know. I played a lot of Virtual Fighter too. I actually played a lot well. of Kasumi Ninja because I it came in like the pack of games that I bought like for fifty bucks years after the, the mm. Jaguar died, and then suddenly went on sale everywhere. Um, but it was it was super bad, uh, just like subpar of uh, sub, sub like Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo. The one claim to fame was that the blood stays on the ground when you yeah. punch someone. And didn't it have the uh, Scottish guy that. who fired yes. fireballs yes. from his kilt? Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, and don't forget Ultra Vortech. Ultra Vortech for Jaguar. I was going to say one of the worst things about Kasumi Ninja was just that you had to like hold down the buttons while you did uh, controller rolls to do fireballs and stuff well, instead y- of. You can do that in, in you know most Capcom stuff. It's called Negative Edge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like learning about these things, Heidi. Mm. We good? Did everybody answer? No, I didn't answer. My my answer is obvious. I want, I want I want <laughs> I want Fighting Viper three like really really bad to the point where I've like concocted this elaborate game system in my head, and it's like one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to. You know, I mean, I've interviewed execs at Sega AM2 mm-hmm. before, but one day I'm just going to get a meeting and I'm going to present this to them. It's going to be my proposal for a game document. It's like, we're going to get this made, guys. I know it's yeah. like only me and six people who want this, but we're going to get this made. This Never is my dream. God damn it. Uh, I Look, I was reading about, what was that news story like from last week about Sega seeing us say, we learned from Atlas, we want to be better again. I think... Sega's like one I think Sega of all the Japanese companies is like one good executive away from like reversing everything and being a dominant force well I mean Iwata and Yuji Naka are very very similar but Mm -hmm. Naka was just like I don't want to be an exec I'm sick of being an exec I'm out and then he made his own company Mm -hmm. while Iwata was like "Eh, I'm okay with this business thing saying Sega can turn it around I think easier than other people actually I take it back the fighting game that I'd like to see get a third installment is Jet Set Radio that's not a fighting game. <laughs> That's the joke. No. <laughs> so what fighting game series would you like to see make a comeback? Go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums and uh, post there. First one to post first. First one to post gets read first on next week's show. Or you can comment under the article for Video Game Apocalypse episode 121. God damn it, I quit. Oh. But not before plugging. Uh, yeah, on that note, we've been Vigigame Game Apocalypse, so let's do a quick round of plugs. Not before plugging laser time. Wait, oh, oh, Heidi's Heidi the guest. Yay, okay, Ooh. visit my site, gaming.moe. I put up a little uh, tribute to Iwata, maybe just, you know, a stream of consciousness, bunch of thoughts about it, you know, right, uh, pretty much right after it happened, so it's, you know. Probably all clear-headed, nothing you regret. Uh, it's it's kind of rambly, but I've got some other stuff planned. Uh, a couple interviews. Uh, I've got an interview slot with a game composer probably none of you have ever heard of, and hey. that makes me sad because he's awesome. His name is Hisayoshi Ogura of... Uh, oh, Ogi! Yeah, dude, come on. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's OGR. Whatever. Yes. You're not, you just don't know him like I do. Uh-huh. Oh, right, from Ogura Battle. Yeah. <laughs> 
God damn it. No, he's he's from Taito, and he's done a bunch of really, really cool shit, and, um, yeah. The interview should be going up, well, probably, it'll probably go up while I'm at Evo, so, mm. and I, I, I'm trying to talk to, you know, convince Brett to do a video, uh, a VG Empire with his music, because... Mm. His stuff is not very well known, but it is friggin' amazing. Yeah. Holy Kinda, crap. What, which games has he worked on? Um, he's worked on the uh, entire Darius series. He's done... Uh, he did the music for Rainbow Islands. Uh, I, don't mm-hmm. I don't think he did the original Bubble Bobble theme. I think that was someone else, but he was involved in the sound for that. Mm-hmm. And he he did... Uh, God, I'm trying to think of a game of, of his that you... <laughs> Uh, he did Ninja Warriors, which I highlighted on Game oh, Music wow. of the Day. So back... he did Daddy Mulk. Yeah, that that is all him. And he actually has an interesting anecdote as to how that song got made, which is pretty cool. Does he have Does he have an anecdote on how it got named? Because that's kind of a weird name for a song. Um, I could ask him. Mm-hmm. I can always ask follow up questions. So yeah, we'll true. see. All right. Yeah, and I, I had somebody uh, say the last time you were on that like they they had hoped that you. The top five would be about Kusoge. Oh, I want to talk about Kusoge one of these days. So, yeah, but, next um, time you're on, maybe we can talk about that. But I think it's progress that at least I didn't make you sit through a top five that had anything to do with Call of Duty. This yay! Time. <laughs> oh, and and I also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Zero Chan. Same as my Twitter ID, at Zero Chan. Z-E-R-O-C-H-A-N. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, contribute if you like the stuff I'm doing on gaming.moi. I... I obviously haven't been updating quite as much as I've liked this past month or two because E3 and Anime Expo have been keeping me, like, super-duper busy, so... Yeah, but she's got a $20,000 tier for a Call of Duty retrospective. Hey! <laughs> well, I'm sure it costs at least that much. I meant 20 k <laughs> you do that. <laughs> All right. Uh... Chris, I'm oh, champing hey, at the bit. Laser time this week. Oh, no, I only chomp at bits. No, you mm-hmm. champ at them. I've never champed anything, so you, I have to You I better only fucking champ, champ those I bits, only man. Chomp. Uh, laser time, that is uh, not only websites, lasertimepodcast.com, but a, a podcast that comes out this week where we did, uh, everybody but Heidi in this room actually participated in it, uh, the worst mm-hmm. films by great directors. A great oh. topic submitted by Landon that I thought, like, we just should do this mm-hmm. immediately. Somebody pointed out we didn't talk about Brian De Palma. We didn't talk I, about uh, Hayao Miyazaki. We did not. And, like, and we, we did. Yeah, have, Ponyo is his worst. We did. Ooh, see, that's not even the one we had uh, as our. Mostly article. because Miley Cyrus ruined it. Was she in that movie? She I hadn't seen the, it yet. She sang the uh, Americanized I don't theme hate song. Miley. I'm very attracted to her. I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. But. The, I think that, we we did that episode with the intent that the, we would have a follow up because the, there are just yeah, so many yeah, more. Yeah, because I want I like we don't like my dream is to do a call in show, but until then, I love following up with a bunch of listener responses. Yeah, uh, and I'm surprised how many people were with me. Tar- that Tarantino part was very irritating. Fuck you and Diana Michael. <laughs> Uh, there's also a, a Cape Crisis Comic Con special coming up this week. It should be extra super sized. Right now, sucks. right now we have uh, we have streamed. We just streamed Deception. You can find mm-hmm. that on YouTube.com/slash/LaserTimeNetwork, and we will be streaming um, a small tribute to Iwata yeah. in some way. I don't know what shape that's going to take, but I would like to do that for our Nintendo stream mm-hmm. this week, which we are doing weekly, and it's kind of Henry's bag, and he's out this week, so I feel really uncomfortable doing it without him. But you know. Yeah. We, we must. We must. We he must. is the most Nintendo of and all I've been the laser very time personnel. Towards balloon fight, so I will be practicing that tonight because I'm a big Joust fan, and that's a huge ripoff of Joust. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, balloon fight. I'm going to get good at it. I swear. It's all about balloon trip. Mm-hmm. 
Um, cheap podcast. There will be a new episode next week. Uh, oh, and our the the Patreon uh, ten dollar donors got a new commentary this week. Which, on what? On what? What match? Oh, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. Yeah. SummerSlam 2002. I was there, so I got the little, little bit of extra insight. And I should say, Ooh. Patreon donators, uh, try, I want to get through this briefly. For the low cost of five bucks uh, submissions, you get a weekly bonus uh, laser time, tentatively called bonus time, a uh, weekly commentary you can watch with us live on yep. YouTube, only Patreon people. And an audio commentary this week was Guardians of the Galaxy. Next week, you'll be very interested in I'm trying to land one Michael Raparez to help <laughs> us out with it. Oh, um, this is news Chris, to me. But Chris, okay. when do we get the audio commentary for Talking Cat? Talking Cat? Uh, talking Cat? Oh, my God. Cat. I forgot about that movie. We don't have anything that terrible in the near future, but we uh, really should Yes, we should go like the really shitty movies because you want to watch that with people Since, who are not just yeah. you alone. Yes. Uh, and, and that and Talking Simpsons. This week is a really good episode. It's, a, I think, kind of a pivotal episode for The Simpsons. Uh, it is No Disgrace Like Home, the Marvin Monroe episode featured in <laughs> Die Hard 1 or 2, I forget. But, uh, yes. Patreon.com slash LazerTime. We really appreciate your support. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, or follow me personally at Wikiparas, and I would strongly encourage you to keep an eye on UbiBlog uh, in this week and next, because I have a video feature on Assassin's Creed Syndicate that I'm very excited about. That's going to be going up soon, and uh, I may even be able to do something larger on Assassin's Creed where I just fanboy over the entire series. So if you're a fan of that series like I am, keep an eye out. In the meantime, that's been our show. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I've actually got a, a question that I want answered. For question of the week? No, just in general. Um, what is it that karate guys wear? Gi. Mm-hmm. But what's the plural of that? Gi. What's the Gee. plural of... Uh, oh. Geese.